If you got any colder in here. Years ago, I'm going to repeat it. I said it on the air, and I'll say it again. The sales department runs WQAM, then followed by the engineering department, then programming way down in the bottom. We're the bottom feeders. Although it looks like you and I have been feeding pretty good, but nevertheless. <laughs> it's, i got to uh, tell you a Wayne Gretzky story before I forget. Okay. So I'm sure you don't know who Bill Water is. He's the former general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, you, you know, most people don't care about that. But the Gretzky thing. So they have a show called Leafs TV for two hours every day. They simulcast on the fan radio and also on uh, or Mojo Radio and on the Leafs TV. So anyway, yesterday I caught a little bit of it. He's telling a story about a personal friend of his, and Bill Waters knows everybody in hockey, who was having dinner with Wayne and his wife one night some months ago. And uh, after dinner they went to Wayne's house, and they turned on, they were watching a college basketball game, and I guess it turned out to be a real lopsided win on one side. And Wayne says to his wife, he says, see, honey, I told you, we should have bet 100 on this game. And he wasn't talking about $100. I don't believe that. I, I got news for it. Bill Waters is a big Wayne Gretzky suck-up. He would never make up a story like that. $100,000 on a basketball game? $100,000. Keep in mind, she bet five grand on the coin toss at the Super Bowl. I know, but the Super Bowl, everybody overdoes. But yeah. a, basket, a college basketball tent game... You couldn't, you couldn't bet hundred thousand. I'm going to tell you something. You couldn't yeah. bet a hundred thousand on it. Well, I'm basketball just telling you. Well, if you had the right connections, you could. No, you couldn't. Okay. Hey, Hank has those connections. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's correct. You can't. No, he doesn't have these connections. No, but you, you, there's no place you could bet a hundred thousand on a basketball. Okay. Game. Uh, that story. Uh, I guess Bill Waters must have made it up, and in the meantime, he's doing everything he can to uh, side with Wayne. That's why would somebody? Why would somebody make up something like that? That would be pretty slanderous if it weren't true. Yeah, people embellish stuff. Okay, so maybe it was uh, ten. Maybe it was ten. Mm-hmm. I would range. believe ten. At any rate, it's still a betting on sports. Okay, yeah. which uh, she lies through her teeth. This thing's going to blow up in his face. Something like brutal, and maybe that certainly has been on. a distraction. Well, who cares about that? They only won seven to two today. Yeah, who cares? Boring. But all these I wouldn't, people I wouldn't, saying, I wouldn't uh, watch it. I wouldn't pay any attention. Like I said yesterday, the National Hockey League is the only professional sports league that allows its athletes to participate in what is supposed to be amateur sports and risk their health and, again, thumb their nose at the fans and shut the league down for two weeks after missing a whole season and then basically say, well, if your favorite players get injured and we miss the playoffs or we have a lousy season, too stinking bad because we're more concerned about Canada's ego. Yeah. That's, what it's, that's what the whole thing is all about, is about Canada's ego. I had a call yesterday from somebody wanting to know why they don't play basketball in the winter during the basketball season like hockey does, because basketball won't break up its season to do that. Right. Well, in uh, addition to which, can you see the end? Can you see? I, I just can see that. I can see the NBA going over there and playing in the uh, Winter Olympics. Well, they play in the Summer Olympics. Yeah. And is that right? They make a fortune. Well, that's sad. You know, what they, uh, whether it's right or not, the the NBA it's a cash cow for the NBA because of the merchandise they sell from from their Olympic team. Well, to me to me it's a, a snub to the fans. You don't see bas- baseball doing it. You don't see football well, doing it. What's baseball it doing now, season. Neil? Baseball's got this with these world games they're playing. Yeah. What's the point of that? And they're going to play in the middle of spring training. What happens if one if a, if a pitcher throws his arm out? And when this meaningless well, that's just, that's just wrong. It's just as stupid. But again, I it's, think it's, it's totally stupid. Well, the, the fans can be to damn with the fans is the message. That's what it's all about. They expect people to go and pay through their nose to see mediocre garbage and watered down crap, and then uh, they thumb their nose at them, and they can't understand why they got these thousands of people disguised as empty seats. So Milo, Milo Hamilton has a book. 
Don't get choked up about it. No. Milo Milo's uh, sorry. And he writes about Harry Carey in the yeah. book. They hated each other. He treated everyone the same way. In short, he was a miserable human being. They hated each other, those yeah. two. Well, are there a lot of people that said that, that Harry was, uh, especially when he was drinking, which is most of the time. That was, was all the time. Miserable drunk, but so who cares? See, do we really have to know that? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to put Mo in my book. Mo. <laughs> You're comparing Mo with Harry Carey, is that what you're saying? No, just the I, I just said it both never in the worked same with breath. Harry Carey. Yeah, well I had Harry on the show one time. I remember that he's bleachers in Chicago. He was very nice to me. I heard that. He was very impressed that I remember him doing St. Louis U Billikens basketball and big Harry Carey fan. He was great. He made me into a Cubs fan. I, I don't care if he was the biggest bastard on the face of the earth. What do I care about that? Not my business. I don't care if he used to beat up his wife and his dog and whatever else. That's, that's his business. He was a great broadcaster. He was one of a kind. He was like the Howard Cosell of baseball. Well, he was he was tremendous. Yes, Harry. he was. And we got to find out from a Mar. See, I, I don't know why I said that. I liked the Milo Hamilton just because he did an interview with me one time when I was in West Palm on J&O. Well, Milo's so was a drunk, you know. No, Marlon's wood. Marlon's wood. Marlon's wood. Give me another beer. Yeah. <laughs> Making waves, 60 years at Milo's microphone. That's the book. Mm. You know, I like Milo. He's a good broadcaster, but he, I mean, he couldn't lick Harry's butt. You know, who would, buy, who would, would buy a book by Milo Hamilton? Well, somebody desperate, you know, a lot of time on their hands. I mean, somebody's got some, somebody else to read it to them. He was not a national guy. Of course not. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You you ask anybody who's even a marginal baseball fan who Harry Carey was, and they can tell you immediately, you know, and they'll probably tell you stories. But ask him, hey, how about Milo Hamilton? And they'll say, is that the guy that had the duel with, uh, with Raymond Burr? <laughs> that was the last vice president to yeah, shoot somebody. right. <laughs> he had a duel with Raymond Burr because Raymond was... Yeah. That's another story. I mean, you'll get most of it out of here. out of shape. I like your version. That's My version of what? Of that? Do, 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 do. No, of the, Milo, of the Milo Hamilton-Raymond uh, oh. Burr duel. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we got some real stuff going on inside this uh, radio station. I'll tell you that. I, well, I hope they. Back on I'll tell you something. Uh, Beast is out sick today. It was 65 in his studio yesterday, yeah. and the the engineers I say he's sick. the the engineers say that they can't fix this for some reason, but they can't fix anything. So what's yeah. new about but that? But don't forget, they're right after the sales department running the uh, show. See, like I just told Clarence a little while ago, told me some amazing stories, by the way, about some of the stuff that was going on under Greg Reed's leadership. But, um, I mean, it would make the hair stand on your head and you don't have any. But uh, the faces change, but the uh, situation is still the same. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Oh, it's nice to see Brian Schmutz back today, a real sales guy. Welcome back, Brian. Oh! He came in for a couple of minutes. He's a real a good guy and a good sales, a real salesperson, which it's nice to have one. He ain't no Todd Dreck. That's your assignment, by the way, between now and um, Friday is to kill Todd Dreck. I'd be happy to. Wayne and uh, Wayne Gretzky and his wife will give you a hundred for it. I'll take them out. We'll go uh, quail hunting together. There you go. Take them out with a VP. Which, by the way, if this guy croaks, he's gonna. There's gonna be a. Um, Oof. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. It's not funny. Here. I mean, the guy had a heart attack. Right. Well, how would you feel like... if somebody shot you in the face with a pellet gun? Well, in my case, probably would notice the difference. 
And this old guy, too. It's not so much the face that's the problem. It's the heart. Yep. The heart. Guy has a heart attack. And they, and they also, Scott McClellan lied about that for 12 hours, or for uh, I don't know how many hours, but they, they've been lying through their teeth and withholding information. He knew about it. Uh, he, it was whispered to him before he even started his uh, press conference yesterday. And he held that back. Cheney hasn't said anything yet. No. No, and the uh, Republicans are all whipped up into a frenzy about that. He's not saying anything because he doesn't want to incriminate himself because if the guy does croak, he's going to wind up getting... Uh, Boy, what a lawsuit that'll be. Not just lawsuit, there could be criminal charges. Manslaughter. A trial. Can you imagine that? A trial for the vice president? And I still say the public's all whipped up about this in the media, too, and, uh, and all these innocent people dying every single day. Three more school kids got killed in Baghdad and six police today, but nobody cares about that. Not to mention the 2,250 American soldiers. If, if all these if all these geniuses on there like Jay Leno and even uh, John Stewart and all and uh, Letterman, if they spent as much time screaming about the uh, slaughtered innocent people over there as they are about this uh, bird shoot thing, well, there's no humor in it. Yeah, I see. But. There shouldn't be any humor in that so either. You don't believe that story about uh, Wayne and the hundred? I don't think it was a hundred. Yeah. No, no, that's what he said. I don't. Was, I know he, what he the guy. Where is he going? Where is he, he going to find somebody to take a hundred thousand dollar bet on a on a basketball? Rick Tockett. No, they wouldn't. How do you know that? I know. I know a lot of people in that business. Do you? Yes. For example, I talked to a couple of guys in Las Vegas during their week about. What they would do if somebody came in and bet $75,000 on a Super Bowl game. Right. And they would they would take it. They would raise their eyebrows a little bit. But, you know, the question was, you know, how, you know, people are now raising the point, well, it leads to fixes and whatnot. Well, if you wanted to bet more than that, you would have a lot of trouble laying it off. But there are some customers, for example, Carl Icahn, could bet a million dollars on a game, on a, right. on a Super Bowl game. He will. But nobody's ever going to bet that kind of money on a basketball game someplace. They would never take the bet. Mm -hmm. No good bookmaker would ever put well, himself at risk I'm going to call up Bill Waters like and tell him he's a liar. I'm going to tell him Hank said you're a liar. He's full of it. You can tell him. I don't think so. I'll bet you 100000 <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll bet you 500 How do you like that? Okay, you're on. There you go. I'll bet you $20 million. You know, the people Beasley's throw money. these numbers around, but, you know, the people... Uh, For, I bet you $45 million of the Beasley's money, okay? One thing about bookies, they are not uh, looking to lose money. If somebody's going to bet that My much, uncle was a bookie, okay? Muggsy Solomon. So you don't have to tell me about bookies. Okay. I know about from bookies. I'm sure he would have taken a $100,000 bet on well, a not back in those days. I don't think Muggsy ever saw hundred grand in his life. But he married a real big, uh, buxom uh, shiksa, I'll tell you that, about a third of his age. That's nothing to hold against him. She had a little uh, <laughs> booze problem. Well, she had plenty to hold against him. That's why he married her. Yeah. Well, on that note, I'm going to like, uh, I've got a Todd Dreck voodoo doll. I'm going to, all during the show, what I'm going to be sticking pins in I don't want to go into it on the air. It would be just in very bad form, even for me. But I, he's just, he's the Antichrist. Yep. He's, he's just impossible. See, everything we do has to be for his benefit, no matter how... How much we have to sell out, no matter how much, uh, it's just, it always has to be uh, for him. I had an issue with another person yesterday who sold somebody a live spot in my show. Yeah. One live and one tape. Yeah. Inside the show. Uh, no, it doesn't work that way. 
Right. Well, they, they just make it up as they go along. Yeah. They try to slip stuff by you. And then there's stuff that shows up on a log that nobody ever heard of before. Like, exactly. oh, well, what's this? Yeah. Oh, look, let's not put the audience into a coma with all this stuff. Because, like I said, the faces change, but nothing else changes. Copy? What's that? We, we can't even get them to put on a copy who the hell the, the, AE, the, the uh, salesperson is that sold the account. You're that would take at least three or four seconds to, uh, to type that on there, to scrawl it on there. Give me a name. <laughs> oh, there you go again. Can't stop. Absolutely. Cannot stop. Out of control. Well, listen, I got to, uh, got some spots here today, some okay. real ones. All right. Well, I don't want to get in the way of that. Well, and then we got that Todd Dreck issue. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, if you happen to see him in the hallway, do us all a big favor. Just step on. I'll push him out of the same window you know uh, that Jicka was in. There you go. Okay. Now, Todd goes first. I agree. Hasta mañana. You too. Holy Mackinac! This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil Gott. Every call you make, emails you create, everything is traced. There in cyberspace, Bush is watching you. Absolutely. Watch this. I got to see the finger on this hand, and here's the one on the other hand. It's for both you and Todd Dreck. 1013 at 560 WQM. Happy Ice Holes. Good morning, Americans. It's Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Bill and his wife, Buffy, were sitting in church. Bill sleeping, Buffy knitting. The priest asked, who created the earth and man? And Buffy poked Bill with her knitting needle, and Bill screamed, God! The priest looked at him and said, that's right. Then he asked, who is God's son? Once more, Buffy poked her husband, Bill, with her needle. He screamed, Jesus, again, the priest said, correct. Finally, the priest asked, what did Eve say to Adam when she didn't want any more children? Well, Buffy poked her husband, Bill, again, but this time he screamed, poke me with that thing one more time, and I'm going to rip it off. The priest said, that's right, Paul Harvey. <laughs> Good day. 1018 at 560. He's getting better at Paul Harvey lately, you know what? So far. He's become um, mildly amusing. This is mildly amusing before I get into any of the uh, heavy-duty stuff. Oh, I guess we got to do the bad news from Iraq first. What the, why don't you ever read any of the good news? A homemade bomb killed three boys on their way to school today in Baghdad. At least eight other people, including six policemen, died in car bombings and shootings across the Iraqi capital. It's uh, hell on earth is what it is we've created over there. Freedom's on the march. 
The bombing occurred in central Baghdad's bustling Fidel area. That's Fidel, not Fidel. Destroying a camera shop that sold black market alcohol and damaging several other stores. The children, a 12-year-old and two 14-year-olds, had just left their houses for school when they were hit by the blind. They're dead. They're dead. And uh, six police. People dying every day, innocent people. But we're worried about that big shooting up there in Texas. And so as a result, uh, the raw story just reports this. An article at MSNBC's website was edited to remove references to alcohol that may have been available at a picnic which preceded the accidental shooting of that 78-year lawyer by Dick Cheney. Uh-huh. That makes sense, by the way. Uh, the change to the article was quickly noticed by a number of liberal bloggers and their readers, many of whom have been following this much-discussed story very closely the last few days. And if they only would be following the uh, death in Iraq more closely, we'd be a lot happier about that. In the article credited to Aram Rostin and the NBC investigative unit, Catherine Armstrong, a member of the family who owns the ranch, revealed new details about her lobbying for the Bush administration and about circumstances surrounding the incident itself, which wasn't reported to the media till the following morning. Armstrong was the one who reported the news to a local news reporter and said she said that Cheney agreed with the decision. The following paragraph was removed for unexplained reasons from the article sometime after it was first published on the Internets. Armstrong also told NBC News that she does not believe alcohol was involved in the accident. She says she believes no one that day was drinking, although she says there may have been beer available during a picnic lunch that preceded the incident. There may have been a beer or two in there, she said, but remember, not everyone in the party was shooting. Or at least, not everybody was shooting straight. Jane Hampshire at the popular Fire Dog Lake blog included a beer quote in a post she wrote while it was still on the web live. Then later noted in an update, the article appeared to have been scrubbed or removed from the MSNBC website. Hampshire also linked to an earlier post she wrote in which a similar scrubbing occurred, but at that time at the CBS News website. Other blogs and websites that spotted the change include Democratic Underground, Thought Crimes, and the Daily Cost. Johnny Cougar, who left the comment at Democratic Underground, appears to have been the first blogger to catch the switch and also covered it at his blog. Since Armstrong was interviewed by telephone, there may be lingering questions as to why MSNBC scrubbed the story. See what I'm saying? They scrubbed it. I'm sure I don't want to give the please. impression that the vice president had a pop or two and then went out there was like uh, popping some old tooth because he was like a little, uh, you know, bleary-eyed. That would be bad. Yeah. Especially uh, later on after this guy croaks and we have them criminal proceedings going on. That would really be bad. Speaking of criminal proceedings, some of those things that Clarence told us before the show today, boy. There are people on death row for lesser crimes than he was telling us about, you know what I mean? What do you mean? Police bus driver tosses complaining rider into traffic. <laughs> this is a great story. I'm so I glad that somebody, laugh, did somebody but, uh, faxed this in or something. Somebody emailed it to me. No. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dan. A transit bus driver grabbed a woman by the hair. This is in Philadelphia. <laughs> Grabbed her by the hair, knocked her head into a pole, opened the door, and tossed her ass into traffic after she yelled at him for missing her stop, police said. You go, boy. Nice going. The 52-year-old woman who was not identified suffered a broken shoulder. Bus driver Mario Edney, 53, was arraigned Thursday in aggravated assault and other charges. Said Officer Jillian Russell, a police spokeswoman, he's being held on $2,000 bond. Well, this story is from uh, last week. Well, we're still... I see it says Thursday, February 9. But we found it anyway. Edney said he had to skip the woman's stop Wednesday morning because of a detour. Transit officials intend to fire Edney, who has been suspended without pay following a hearing. Well, shame on them. I think he did the right thing. He couldn't stop there anyway. There was a detour. He wasn't going to break the law for this bitch, and so he had to like And so she started bitching him out, and he picked her ass up and tossed her out the window. Out the door, whatever. How do you like that? I well, like it. Yeah, I like it, kind of. Somebody starts whining and complaining, much like Todd Dreck. Throw his ass out the window right now. Right now. 
That's it. That's Brian Schmutz's first assignment on his way back into our sales department now, and he already knows about that. And he's big enough of a guy, he could pick up Todd Dreck with one finger. He's a big guy. In fact, Bo Camper's coming back in here, and the two of them are going to pick up Todd, and they're going to look like a body slam, and he's going to be the pivot man. They're going to do a little ass-to-ass. You better beef up. Yeah, and he's going to get, he's going to get the old squeeze. They're going to squeeze him like a tube of toothpaste. Piece of dreck. Um, also, let's see. Don't we have the pull result from yesterday, or I throw that out? I sure hope I didn't do that. I throw it out? Oh, no. We can get it again if you want. Well, I got so much good stuff. And then I got thrown when Hank started to throw in a monkey wrench in that whole deal about the, the Bill Waters story about Gretzky and the 100 grand. He doesn't believe it. I, I believe it. I mean, he may have been exaggerating the number. He may have been another. You see what I'm saying? No. When he was saying that, he may have been saying it to In other words, maybe he was like. You don't understand what I'm saying. I don't have that poll result from yesterday. It's my muy importante. How are you going to get it? Uh, Derek got it? I have these. Well, get it for me, please. Because in the midst of all this other stuff. See, I got out of my usual uh, routine here. So let's take a look while George is uh, trying to make that up. What is the gayest thing a so called straight guy can do? We got. 859 votes. We got another good shot at 1,000 today. The gayest thing a so-called straight guy can do, kiss another guy 161. Well, the Europeans and the uh, Schmata heads and just about all over the world, they'd be like, get serious, you know? Why are you guys so uptight? Well, they are. Right. Look at that ugly tongue. dog. Did you oh, see that? that yeah, was the they worst. were showing it all morning. Oh, long. my God. And look at that ugly dog. I like the first one better. Me too. At least God, he wasn't a right winger. At least he wasn't, he wasn't confabulating with right wingers. What kind of a dog is that? Uh, I used a to know. Head. What is that? I don't know. Ugly. The Westminster winner, one of the ugliest creatures I've ever seen. You know what a dog lover I am. Yeah. Eric, oh. by the way, put a feature in there for our convenience. Yes. All you have to do is hit view previous on your uh, little thing there, and there it oh, is. Oh, yeah. Like magic. Eric, you are you the man, man. In fact, I don't even have to print it out. I'll just give it to you right now. That's right. Who or what is the biggest type of all time? This man is, you know, and I don't know why Josh keeps ripping him an ass. That's a bull terrier, by the way. Is that what it is? Well, yeah. I think I started to say that, and then George interrupted me with his usual, uh, you know. Interruption. Yeah. That's great. So, anyway, here's the uh, poll from yesterday. The uh, biggest type of all time, we had 1,695 votes. See, if I let it go a little bit longer, we could have done 1,700. Then we got that bonus. <laughs> the bonus that Josh gets and Eric gets for that the... Uh, bogus. Religion, 505. Nobody even close. Religion. Hype. WMDs, 237. Nice going, Eric. Howard Stern, 154. American Idol, 124. Super Bowl, 105. Y2K, 102. The Segway, 90. Elvis, 54. Blue gra bro broke, uh, broke Grass Mountain. Broke Your Ass Mountain, 50. Low Carb Diet's 39. How's Dr. Bob doing? Madonna, 37. Tom Cruise, 36. Oh, we got a Tom Cruise story today. Yeah. The Olympics, 35. <laughs> the Beatles, 29. Dr. Phil, 21. Low-fat diets, 19. Dean Ornish, same person as uh, Todd Dreck. Kill them both. Oprah, 18. Doctors, 13. Michael Jackson, 10. MASH, 9. And David Letterman, 8. So, in other words, there's no hype to Letterman show. When he throws that pencil through the window, that's, uh, you know. Hey, listen, he's all right. All you punks out there think David Letterman's funny. He's a panic, man. He's a laugh riot. All those stupid pet tricks. I bet the dogs on his show look better than that one that won the Westminster Dog Show. No doubt. You Who's don't the... like anybody in the audience. Yeah, well, there you go. I like a lot of people. I, I like the, in fact, even George liked that show, The Supernatural, last night. I bet you Josh watched it. Was, it was uh, surprisingly adequate. Well, somehow yeah, I missed it. Good. Oh. 
Well, I'll tell you the one good news is there were no scenes in the show last night where they were like sleeping together in the same room. No. No, good night, no. brother. Maybe daddy will call. Now, they are brothers, even though they were uh, pretending to be cousins in that episode last night. I thought they were brothers, Sam and Dean. Right, yeah, they are. That's, that's what you, uh, you were telling me, but last night, like, they were right. pretending well, to be cousins cares about for the sake that. of the cop. Well, and of course, the whole show, they're looking for daddy, you know? Maybe they're looking for a sugar daddy. Maybe. Give uh, Sam my number. All right, I'll point him your way. 27 past 10 at QAM. I'll tell you one thing. Let's point everybody to the way of dry concepts. I've been using them for a long, long time, almost a lifetime in my homes because they're the best in the business. They make your carpets look just like brand new. Even when I had my two dogs and they were doing, like, all kinds of nasty business all over the house, dry concepts would come in there and you'd never even know that we had any dogs. I encourage you right now to take advantage of Dry Concepts' maintenance contract to provide you with a 10% discount on all the Dry Concepts services, including their one-of-a-kind carpet cleaning, leather, drapery, oriental rug cleaning. They also specialize in pet odor treatments, ceramic tile, grout cleaning, mattress cleaning, say goodbye to those dust mites, and lots more as well. And during this month, during February, Dry Concepts has a special offer for you on upholstery cleaning. Don't replace your furniture just because it's soil. Let Dry Concepts rejuvenate your furniture at just a fraction of the cost of replacing or reupholstering. And all the dry concept technicians are specially trained and certified. To make a long story short, they really know their crap. And no rip-offs or scams because at Dry Concepts, they always give you a written guaranteed price up front and professional service, too. So don't be fooled or ripped off by the imitators. You made a big investment in that decorating your home. Now it's time to protect it. Call Dry Concepts today, toll-free, in Dade Broward and the Palm Beaches, 1-800-248-5071. 1-800-248-5071 around the Wicked Web DryConcepts.com. And don't forget, this month, February special at Dry Concepts, upholstery cleaning. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Dumb as dirt. First, we introduce the Gillette Mach 3. Then the M3 Power. And the latest Gillette Fusion. And now, providing you with the smoothest face possible. The researchers at Gillette, in association with French surgeons, introduces the Gillette FT. Face transplant. Each morning, just peel off yesterday's face. And with the Stanley face attachment accessories, simply staple your new smooth, stubble-free face on. <laughs> then face the world like never before. Oh, Bill, mm. I just love your smooth face. <laughs> and that droopy pair. Paralyzed lip is so sexy. <laughs> Available in Caucasian, African American, Asia, Hispanic, and convenient multi pack for guys who really want to play the field. The new Gillette FT. Really, the best a man can get. You know, we never even talked about that. They unveiled that uh, big new uh, Simmons there, the uh, five blade Gillette at the uh, Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about all the different razors that people use. Yeah. And, uh, when will they stop? And Josh is trying to convince himself that the more blades it's got, the better a shave you, you I, I don't. That's ridiculous. I don't agree with that. You were the one that was giving a solid answer about that uh, that vibrating one that you shave your rectum with. Because that's what I use. Well, okay. So a lot of guys would like to shave their rectum. rectum. Maybe you can come over and help them out. I don't know. I have it sitting there. I will never use it again. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not going to argue with you. You use whatever you like. I use, see, that, that's why I am. I'm not going to shave with something because somebody tells me that's, that's uh, what they like. If right. you like it, great. I you like know? it. You like disposable. That's the way That's it is. right. I like what I like, and you like what you like. And believe me, there's a big disparity there. Trust me. Anyway. And I'm going to keep uh, shaving with broken glass. <clears throat> there you go. Well, that's all you can afford. That's right. Actually, I'm going to that face uh, transplant. Are you? Yeah. I would do it. In fact, uh, I understand that Bag the Water Nazi is thinking about checking that out. Now, let me just say this before we... What was I just going to say? It was something very... Oh, yeah, about the uh, five-blade deal I got coming out now. They, they do have out. What is it called? 
I don't even know what it's called. I don't know. The Mach 5. <laughs> I mean, it's just so pathetic. And like I said, it's like Chef Boyardee. It's, it's the same marketing concept. Gillette knows damn well, and so does Schick and all the other ones, that if you put out like, you know, 75 different products, which are basically the same with like a little bit different variation, you're going to sell a hell of a lot more crap. Just like Chef Boyardee. They basically take the same mushy pasta and they have it with meatballs and in shapes like stars and shapes like ring-a-dings mm -hmm. and uh, ding-a-lings and all that stuff, you know? Curly things. Right. Same old crap, but then you go, you go to the store and there's like ravioli with cheese and ravioli with beef and uh, raviolios and beefaronios and it's just the same old crap. Marketing, that's what the world is. The world is a business. That's what we're finding out here at QAM. Make no mistake about it. The world is a business. It's all about M-O-N-E-Y. Just give us the effing money and everything else is secondary. It's called the Gillette Fusion 5. Well, thank you so much. There's a lot of confusion about it. Just give us the money, baby. Everybody listening to me right now, send us a bag of money, okay? Well, I'll tell you one thing. That Greg Reed, he sure had some stuff going on in that place. Anyway. Uh, so the bull, I got the story about that dog. And you know what a dog lover I am. I say that again because I don't want, you know. That's the Madison Square Garden crowd went wild for the Golden Retriever. Well, leave it to the Madison Square Garden crowd to have good taste. The Golden Retriever is the greatest dog ever born. Anybody want to argue that with me? Well, guess what? <laughs> to you, okay? I love Golden Retrievers. And the Old English Sheepdog. Now, that, that, see, that's not for me. The Old English Sheepdog? No. In fact, quite honestly, that don't even look like a dog to me, a sheepdog. What's it look like? A sheep? I'm a little sheepish about it. Ask uh, those guys up there in the woods in Bear Ass Mountain. They'll tell you. They spend a lot of time up there with the sheep. But in the end, whoops, in the end, Best in Show at the Westminster Kennel Dog uh, Show went to a breed that hasn't won since 1918, a colored bull terrier. Not just a bull terrier. I think it's a racial thing. A colored bull terrier. His owners, Tom and Barbara Bishop of Homedale, New Jersey, screamed, wept, and all but collapsed in the stands. Oh, when the tall, dapper Canadian judge, that figure is silly, walked toward their dog, Rufus, bearing the coveted purple and gold ribbon and sulfur trophy, and said, How's it going, eh? This is like having Lance Armstrong for a son, said Tom, a 50-year-old chemical plant maintenance supervisor in a corduroy jacket. Well, I wonder if the dog is on drugs. Rufus, whose show name is C.H. Rocky Tops Sundance Kid, is a couch potato at home, according to Barbara. In addition to the Golden Retriever and the Old English Sheepdog, Rufus beat out a Rottweiler, a Scottish Deerhound. I don't even know. I have any idea what that is. A Dalmatian and a Pug. Oh, boy. What a, I'll tell you, not too many we got dogs I like in that group. Huh. Pug. Well, you know how the artsy-fartsy crowd is. The uglier, the better. I see. Well, I'm surprised the Afghan Hound wasn't in her again, which ended just before 11 o'clock uh, last night. I, I used to have a, a friend in, in college from Detroit, John from Detroit. He looked just like an Afghan hound. He was that ugly. That's something. And just exactly like it. So anyway, the uh, colored, yeah, bull terrier wins the. Uh, you know that that whole thing is it's a comedy show. They don't realize it. Everybody in the world that watches it laughing at him hysterically and peeing in their pants. And these people take it very seriously. And they got the dog, and, and the dogs are dragging them around on a leash. You know, the dogs are trotting, and these people are like trotting after them, trying to keep up so they don't fall on their ass. Speaking of falling on their ass, new photos of Abu Ghraib. I'm sorry, new photos of Abu Ghraib abuse surface. Images on Australian TV date from late 2003. Sydney, Australia. An Australian television network broadcast photographs and video clips today that it said were previously unpublished images of the alleged abuse of Iraqis held in U.S. military custody at Abu Ghraib prison. 
The images were taken at Abu Ghraib in late 2003 at about the same time as previously published photos of Iraqi prisoner abuse. The Special Broadcasting Services Dateline Program reported that's the SBSTUA in Australia. SBS refused to give details on the source of the photos, and the authenticity of the images could not be verified independently, as if, you know. The images shown by the SBS were consistent with earlier photos of abuse by American soldiers, which triggered outrage in the Middle East and prompted U.S. congressional investigation and military trials for some soldiers involved. You see, they ought to be a lot more whipped up about these pictures than they are about those stupid-ass cartoons. No one in the images broadcast today could clearly be identified as U.S. military personnel. Men wearing prisoners performing sex acts, SBS said the uh, photographs of the dead bodies were people who had died at the prison. Something missing in that, wasn't there? Men wearing something. There's a sentence, a line missing. One clip broadcast by SBS showed a group of naked men with bags over their heads standing together masturbating. The network said the masturbation had been forced. Another video showed a man repeatedly beating himself against a wall. A photograph showed a man with a deep cut on his neck and another the same man surrounded by men dressed in khaki shorts and pants with one man pointing at the wound. SBS said the images were among photos the American Civil Liberties Union was trying to obtain from the U.S. government under a Freedom of Information request. A U.S. district court in September upheld the request in a ruling covering scores of photos and several videotapes. Government lawyers said it was considering an appeal and the images were not immediately released. But you can see them, they're all over the place. Oh, I see. This is, this is the oh. second page. I have them out of order. Men right. wearing, uh, I see. Well, there wearing, you go. Wearing what? Stuff. Tutus? Not wearing much. Leotards? Fanny packs? And, of course, this is the same network that showed us a couple of these pictures a little while ago. The same network that pixelated out those Danish cartoons and then the mm-hmm. alleged Danish cartoons, the ones that were fabricated by the uh, Schmidt disturbers, by the Ojan Provocatorum Goyam. They pix- they're still pixelating it out. The excuse being, well, they don't want to add to the insensitivity and the inflame. Yeah, right. Bunch of spineless cowards. You're afraid a bunch of ragheads are going to like to sit on your studios there in Atlanta and just burn that baby to the ground, which I say, right. oh, you go for it, heads. CNN, the evildoers of all time. When the history of mankind is written, forget about Hitler, forget about Stalin, forget about Mussolini, forget about all the evil, forget about Pol Pot, forget about George's Pot. CNN will go down in history as the most evil force, just like Howard Beale said. Remember what he said about the mm-hmm. the biggest GD, uh, whatever he said. So we can't even say that anymore. Force in the history of mankind. Even that was uh, 72 or whatever it was, 76 trombones. And he was right. See, that's why that movie is so important. And Josh just, he doesn't care. He wants to be entertained. He doesn't care about the significance of it. He's not a political kind of guy. He doesn't care about any of that stuff. He just wants to just entertain me. That's all. Just amuse me and uh, whatever. As long as you understand that, we'll get along just fine. And watch, watch me shave my with that uh, Mach Schnell or whatever the thing is. Okay, here's today's poll results so far. Did I do this? I didn't. I started. What is the gayest thing a so-called straight guy can do? Got sidetracked with that one from yesterday. 912 votes. We're going to be damn close to 1,000 by the top of the hour. Not there, but close to it. Kiss another guy, 172. Wear a thong at the beach, 124. Or how about thinking a Barry Manilow thong? He writes the thongs. Naked fraternity hazing, 115. Oh, yeah. Just like this thing at, uh, that I was reading about now. Abu Ghraib. Always involved the same kind, whether it's in the military, whether it's in uh, college fraternities. Always these macho guys. Always involving faggery. That's right, the jocks. You got it. Guys with navel or tongue piercing, 53. Wear short, short shorts, 49. Real short shorts. Wear a fanny pack, or as commonly known, a fag bag, 42. Get a manicure or a pedicure, 39, Bo Camper. 
Listen to Neil Rogers, 37. Hold a small dog while driving. What about a colored pit bull? 38. Oh, or Bob, I mean a colored Boston Terrier, excuse me. In fact, they actually do look like uh, pit bulls, only much uglier. Wear a, tie a sweater around your neck, 34. Watch Bear Ass Mountain, 31. Highlight your hair, 26. Just touch it up a little bit. Ass slapping, 21. Just touch it a little bit. The tits. Vote Democrat, 17. Use body wash, 15. Wear pink shirts, 13. Watch soap operas, 12. Guys who like cats, 11. Uh, guys who like musicals, 11. Wear thumb rings, 11. Going to a Michael Jackson concert, 8. Guys who like Macaulay Culkin, 7. Going to the gym, 7. Riding a scooter, a Vespa, 7. Wear a lady's watch, 5. A little teeny tiny delicate watch. Usually a pretty good giveaway. Ride a tandem bike, 4. Wear green on Thursday, 3. See, that, that is, I'm dated on that. That goes back a long way. Just don't do it tomorrow, though. I'm just telling you right now. All right, I won't. Josh. Wear okay. bracelets, 3. Wearing colored contacts. See, if you would have said wearing tinted contact lenses, that would have got more votes. Instead of colored contact hey, lenses, only that's what the guy wrote. I just copied what he wrote. Buying Carpenter CDs, one, and crying at a movie, only one. So that's good. A lot of these macho guys must cry their eyes out. This is Neil Rogers. When I look in the mirror. This is 560 AM. My name is Barry. Career with training. Until I spent some afternoons recording some old foggy tunes I never dreamed that any of this crap would sell it all when I was done But I debuted at number one, can't keep it stocked on shelves So it's as boring as hell, that damn thing is selling like lights All at a park festival, making dough from grandma and grandpa My bank account's big as Montana, hoarding dough from Grandma and Grandpa These songs are crappy But I keep them happy Making dough That white-haired crowd It's number one, baby, and it sucks. It's a 1048 at WQAM. It's amazing is what it is. It debuted at number one. It's Barry Manilow. Ooh, you fairy. You see that whole uh, bare-ass mountain thing that's had an effect on America? And all the macho guys, they ran. As soon as they saw that movie, they ran right out and bought Barry Manilow album. Several. That's correct. I've been uh, had today, by the way. I just want to say that to the audience. I've been, um, what's the word I'm looking Our for? Snookered? Snookered. That's a good word for it. I've been snookered. I've been given the old bait and swish today. In other words, uh, you know, always agree with whatever people say to you and then uh, stab in the back. That, that's the new deal we got now. Agree with everything that I say and then just go ahead and uh, turn around and stab me. That's all right. I can handle it. I got a big fat back and a big fat puppet. Pretty sad what's going on. But nevertheless, it'll never change because it's the Beasley effing way. Make no mistake about that. When you're working for people who, you know, live in a tree. Yeah, I remember little kids used to have a tree house, you know. But yeah. adults. Tarzan. It's a little bit unusual, yeah. Tarzan and uh, Caroline Beasley. You ever see them swinging around together? I hear that Joyce is a real swinger, too. I'd like to have, I'd like to have her up on a rope on a tree, <laughs> only hanging from it. Her, her from one limb and Tom Drek from the other. That old expression from limb to limb. There's a really cute line in that bit, too. About like a candle I saw at a fart fest. That was, that was kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> Bill aimed at reducing crashes with race state driving age to 17. What do you think? Yeah, whatever. 
I, I say, you know, because we're always discriminating against young people in Florida. Mm-hmm. I say I have no problem with that because most teenagers drive like lunatics anyway and are like a threat on the road. But if they're going to do that, let's also, like, pare it down on the other end, on the top end. Amen. And that is that if you're over the age of 70, for example, we take right. away your oh. license. But that'll never happen. No, of course not, because they're the ones that vote. Right. The great Punks don't vote, baby. and they can't vote anyway under, uh, you know, 18. Attention, teenagers, the state legislature may make you wait an extra year to get behind the wheel of a car, or at least to drive legally anyway. Thousands of Florida 16-year-olds are killed or injured in car crashes every year, a statistic that spurred at least one legislator to call for increasing the state's driving age from 16 to 17. That extra year, the kids need it, said Irv Slosberg, Democrat of Boca. Irv Slosberg. Boy! Their brain hasn't matured. Hey, Irv, I wonder if your brain has matured. Sometimes I relate this to trying to pour a gallon bottle of milk into a pint and it just overflows. They can't take in all that information. Do you understand what that means? No. I mean, it would be one thing to say that they're irresponsible and that that testosterone is flowing, all those teenage guys, and they're like, well, I think there are hot shots out there, and they want to go out there and race like crazy, and they're killing people. That would yeah. be one thing. They ain't the only ones, though, so I'm concerned about the driving in general. Yeah, the driving in general sucks. And, of course, when you have people getting their driver's license in a Cracker Jacks box, and there's, right. there's no there's no uh, inspection, vehicle inspection, and you've got all these people with no insurance, with bald tires and no brakes, it makes for a very, very fun combination, a lethal mix out there on the highways. But this is another one that was like, put a Band-Aid on the Titanic kind of solution they always come up with in Florida. Because you've got a bunch of spineless uh, political cowards, and as a result, they don't want to piss off the old folks. They don't want to do it. And, of course, remember that we went through that whole scam. Well, how much did it cost? Eight bucks? For what? The, the, well, they used to stick that thing up your... Eight bucks. Up your uh, tube. tube. They, they used to... Yeah. Up your... Uh, tube. Shoot. I thought it was like 12 or something. Was it 12 bucks? Now, that, that was a scam. Right. That was an absolute scam. The auto emission test, where you had to go and it would be like a bunch of illegal aliens that just hopped off a banana boat, and they just in there are sticking that uh, long Cube. up your car's butt. Florida has been one of the most agri- aggressive states in restricting teen driving. Well, of course, keep sticking to the young people. That's right, stick it to the punks. We don't let them here. Chase anymore. all them people away from spring break. Ah. Chase anybody under a hundred away. Anybody, uh, you know, let's have more and more specials for the early bird. If you're over the age of a hundred, we can give you like a special discount on your, you know, colostomy bag. But anything else, we'll charge you double to make up for it. When compared to other age groups, drivers age 15 to 19 had the highest rate of accidents and fatal crashes in 2004. 15 to 19. Of course, they don't. See, one statistic that you'll never see is the number of crashes in Florida that are caused by old farts driving, right. who forced the rest of us to, like, take evasive measures, desperate to, like, go more than five miles an hour in the passing lane. If I can find it, South Park had a hysterical episode about old people driving. Really? It would make you pee your pants. Was it Tom Cruise and uh, John Travolta? Right. It'll make you fill your bag. No, no. It had the AARP commandos in it. That was, that was just a joke. Nationwide, 16-year-olds had the highest crash risk, twice as high as 18- to 19-year-olds. According to, well, 16-year-olds shouldn't be driving anyway. It's common sense, and I think maybe it's time, Slossberg said. He also said, Oi! His plan, HB 975, is similar to measures pending in several states. Although he concedes it could be a multi-year process to win enough votes to make the change. Florida became one of the first states to begin placing tougher restrictions on novice drivers when in 1996 legislators passed the Cinderella Bill. At midnight, you turn into a pumpkin. I see. And you put on these little flippers. Establishing phased-in licenses that put nighttime restrictions on drivers under the age of 18. 
Within a year, those changes reduced crashes involving fatalities and injuries by 11% in the 15- to 17-year-old age group. How come we just don't make it like 25? Sure. Okay? If you're not 25, you can't drive. How do you like that? You know, in Montana, I don't and know. We're not too true. happy that you're alive. There ain't no jive, yes? In Montana, you can get your driver's license at 15. I don't know if that's the case anymore, but I got mine. As I recall, when I was a punk, I think I got mine at 15. You get a restricted right. license in New York State. That's 100 years ago. No, regular license, 15. If you've had really? drivers at Well, yeah. in Montana, I mean, you're going to actually hit somebody else on the highway there? Uh, a moose, maybe. Then that's about the biggest danger. Or maybe an elk. You know, those are some of them. I, I just, I can't even tell you how embarrassed I am by those people. The ones, the, the lodges, uh, the lodgers, the VFW people that wear those silly hats well, and the moose yeah. and the elks. Oh my! VFW is a little American veteran, but uh, well, I don't oh, understand the other ones. Look, it's just an excuse to get have a life. I have no life. Listen, it's just an excuse to have a place to go and play cards and drink for cheap. And drink for cheap. And drink like right. you know, drink before you go out <laughs> bird hunting, bird dogging. The death of Justin Marks, a 15-year-old Wellington teen killed in a car wreck with two teenage friends, prompted the push for even more change. In 2000, lawmakers agreed to make teens wait longer to get their licenses, forcing them to first hold a learner's permit for a full year instead of just six months, plus get 50 hours of supervised behind-the-wheel experience. Fatal crash involvements for 16-year-olds fell 26% from 1993 to 2003 as states began to enact graduated licensing laws. But this hasn't solved the problem by any means. Motor vehicle crashes are the leading cause of death for teenagers. The later they start driving, the better. Like about 40 would be good. What do you say? All right. I'm thinking like 63 is a good age to start driving. I'll tell you, that's one thing I don't miss. I, I would say the drivers here are like much more, you know, not not the best, but certainly more civilized than there. But that could be said of anywhere. You could say that about the drivers in Rome, even the ones on their Vespas. But I just I don't miss it. It's just every because you know I used to enjoy right. it so much, sure. especially when I had my early Corvettes. You know, back in the day when you could actually drive and go somewhere. And now it's just a nightmare. You can't go anywhere anywhere because they're like every two blocks there's another porker sitting there with his uh, with his long radar Cube. stuck out the window, you know, waiting to write some business. Old Porky. <laughs> In addition to which, there's like some old, if you're like on University Drive trying to go north especially, like from Sunrise North. Have you ever tried to go there? Yeah, yeah. Like up in the Tamarack? Sure. Forget about it. You can't, you can't get there from here. Mm -mm. Because all the old farts are in the left-hand lane where they're sitting on 14 telephone books with their head, like, just barely uh, up to the bottom of the steering wheel. Hey, I live in Hollywood. You're talking to me? And let me say it again. I just got a six-year renewal on my driver's license in the mail. Another, another blue sticker to put there on the back of my tank. They don't know whether I'm deaf, dumb, blind, quadruple amputee. Gay. Right. Oh, that's even worse. Gay. Yeah, or all of these things. All of these, all of these things. things. And they sent it to me in the mail. And, you know, it took like less than a week. It took about four days. If you got 15 bucks in Florida, you got a driver's license, baby. You could be 90. Like my mother got a six-year renewal in the mail. She was 90 and got a six-year renewal. So maybe it's fortunate she didn't make it to like 96. You know what I'm saying? She could still drive legally in this state. Hey, you know something? You're right. If we could drag her ass out of that box and prop her up behind the wheel, she'd get her, she'd probably get another 60 renewal. That's the Florida effing way. All you punks out there, well, you know, hell with it. I think the best message from the whole deal is if you're in Florida, just don't drive to stay alive. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, my God. This is 560 QAM. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. This is your brain being chopped to bits by a finely honed meat cleaver. This is your brain in a blender. And this is your brain being stirred into a big pot of chili. Mmm. Brains. Real food for real people.
Forget Jason. Forget Freddy. Forget Jaws or even Geraldo. There's a monster out there on the streets that could strike at any moment. Old people who drive. That's right. There's no escaping them. Because they're everywhere you go. They drift from lane to lane. They stalk the interstates in second gear. Old people who drive. I, I can't get around this guy. Look out, honey. He's backing up. Backing up? You don't know what they'll do next until slowly they drive you mad. Coming soon to an intersection off-ramp or parking lot near you. It's 1102-560-WQM. By the way, if you believe that prostitution is illegal in Florida, you've never heard this radio station. Anyway, Maureen Dowd writes, well, I sure got a lot of stuff to read here today. You know, I got that big pile. I haven't even taken one call yet. What's wrong with you, man? What calls? Both of them. Well, there are a couple, actually. Well, you know what they're going to be. Yeah. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Okay. Hey, I, uh, I trim my eyebrows, and sometimes I pull oh, the yeah. hairs out of my chest. That, uh, yeah. that goes on there. Damn. Well, I guess Andy Rooney's about as much as you can get, huh? All right, friend. Okay. Hey, happy 30. And back to you. Thank right. you. Happy, what do you say? About 30, man. Oh, yeah, that's my 30th anniversary gift from the radio stations. I got stabbed in the back again this morning. And you were a witness to it, both of you. You saw it. I was made yeah. an offer I really couldn't refuse, wasn't I? Yeah, okay. You saw the way it was presented, like, uh, you know, do it for uh, doofus. And what did I tell you about glad-handers, uh, guys that smile at you, <laughs> and agree with everything you say, and then, bada-bing, when you're not looking, all of a sudden your back starts gushing blood, like the uh, ass of the Virgin Mary in that South Park episode. That's how I feel. It's all, always the same. The end result is always the same, Okay. The people, and, the, and the sad part of it is that the people who do the least for the radio station, like Todd Dreck, people like him who are running their own boiler room back there in sales, people like him always get their way, and the rest of us, well, you do whatever we tell you, man. You goose step along, but you guys are a pain in the ass. We just tolerate you because, you know, you get those numbers. Man, just, just absolutely outrageous what's going on. And then all those stories that Clarence told us. And didn't I tell you he'd be taken off again for a couple of days to do basketball? Yeah, you did. Didn't I tell you that? You did tell That's me. not changing. Nothing is changing. Just like Jack Webb used to say, only the names have been changed to protect the guilty. And that's exactly what we do here at QM. The faces keep changing, but the plot continues to darken and thicken. It's like that chocolate ganache I was talking about. It just mm. keeps getting darker and thicker and darker and thicker. You could go like into an insulin coma just looking at it. Any idea what I'm talking about? No. Me either. Does eyebrows have a hyphen? Or is it yeah, why are you really putting eyebrows on there? That's Fucking your eyebrows? So in other words, you're, say, you're saying that uh, straight guys, when they go get a haircut, they don't have the barber trim their eyebrows? That's not what I'm saying at all. What? Guys who pluck their eyebrows, shape them, sculpt them, you know. There are well, those. see, now, in my, not, not, not that it makes sense to me, a, the, the, but in the, my case, yeah. I have to uh, do that because I don't go to the barber anymore. No, I, I shave my own head. Listen, every once in a while, I'll get this random gray eyebrow. Uh-huh. Well, I, I get, like, bl- I get blonde ones. I don't know right. why. Maybe I got a little blonde that's in me. I don't know what that's on. We're talking about the guys that sculpt and shape their eyebrows. Oh, the gee, well, that's awfully gay. Oh, yeah. Okay, go put that on there. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. You don't really. WQAM, Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I heard you talking about American History X the other day. Great movie. Great movie, indeed. Um, there's a couple other movies you should check out if you haven't, where uh, that Edward Norton does a great performance in. Uh, yeah. one, one is called The Score, 
with uh, Robert De Niro, and I think it was Marlon Brando's last film he did before he croaked. Okay. And the other is Rounders. That's, Rounders. With, uh, that's with John DeTuro and John Malkovich and Matt Damon. Rounders, what's that about? We keep hearing about Rounders. Yeah, I've heard, heard uh, about it on It's sort of based around poker, but uh, like being uh, high-stakes poker uh, player. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's more involved than, than just like, you know, a card game type, type deal, but it's sort of, that's sort of what he does. He gets out okay. of prison, and, he, you know, Matt Damon, he meets up with him again, and they sort of used to be high-stakes players and sort of play the field. And then I'll, it's stick more with, involved. I'll stick with the score. I'll check that one out first. Okay. Okay, thanks. Happy, happy 30. Thanks. Uh, yeah, anything to do with cards is it puts me into a coma. I don't care whether Hank believes that story or not. I do. And it may have been said partly in jest and, and as an exaggeration of it, but uh, in other words, in other words, they're betting on games. Is the, is the point? Whether it was a hundred grand or ten grand or whatever, you know, that, right? Just, or this is the whole point. But then again, Hank is the gambling uh, analyst. He's the specialist on that. So, and how would he know about placing bets to mafia-connected people anyway? In Jersey. 5670560. Oh, you think the Humper would know anything about that? Huh? Oh, what do you think? He's heard stuff about it. Nah. <laughs> well, if he knows any of those people, and certainly we've got a way to deal with Todd Dreck, I think we've probably got the final solution. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? All right. All right, I got one for both. Uh, straight guys uh, can't shave down. You know those guys that shave on their body hair? Yeah. Stop that. Amen. All right, thanks, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, shaving your body hair. Or like Joe Costello used to do, shave your nuts. Even the squirrels don't do that. Oh, there's one of the pictures with a bag over the head there. Environment. Where do you the photos from the, uh, they've been showing on the Arab TV stations now. They're not there, wasting there any time. Clearly no system oh, yeah, there's a guy. Now, that's quite a pose. How do you do that? Oh, yeah. He's got his legs over the top, uh, the side of the top bunk of a bunk bed, and he's like naked as a jaybird, and he's like uh, resting his head on the floor. Uh, did it look uncomfortable? Yeah, it looked like a kind of an uncomfortable pose. Of course, they, they pixelated out the, um, you know, the, just like we have to pixelate yeah, out. The package? The privates. Uh, oh. <laughs> WQAM, hello. I drive. I was crazy. 5670560. Pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Live. Line, live. WQAM, hello. Not there. QAM, hola. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. I have a quick question here. I'm a young Julio down in Miami. Now I'm a little bit confused. Unfortunately, I have a unibrow, so my wife plucks them sometimes. I've even had them wax once. Does that make me gay? No, you're given given a dispensation if you have a unibrow. Oh, perfect. Well, I don't even know what that is. What is a unibrow? That's what is where his eyebrows connect, Both of them man. connect one. Oh, gee, oh, do something monstrous. about that. Yeah, you have to. Shave it or something. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, guys. Okay, You're little luck, children now. with that thing. Yeah, that, that's scary. I, n- I never heard that expression. I mean, I oh, know yeah. what it is, but I just never sure. heard call that. You call that a unibrow? That's what they call it. Oh, boy. Well, his, his wife is working on it, he said. That's good news. Even after Valentine's Day, she's still working on it. No, uh, they know what we're talking about. You know how women shape their eyebrows, their guys yes. do that. Well, and guys that use, like, mascara on their eyelashes. Oh, good God. Do. Now, what do women put on their um, on their eyebrows? Nothing. Not, not mascara. They put mascara on their eyelashes. What do they put in their eyebrows? Nothing. They, no. just, they just pluck them and shape them. Ooh, they pluck them and shape them. Right. Hmm. Careful. Kind of like sounds like what those priests do with the altar boys. <laughs> Five... Well, it sounds like pluck. Five six seven oh five sixty. Well, speaking of that, there's that Norm Coleman jackass. He's got Condoleezza's testifying. Oh yeah, this ought to be right, a real um, 
Oh, brother. Kiss, kissy, kiss fest. Fully sanctioned to rent. Oh, there's Condoleezza. Oh, brother. I'll get spilkies when I see that pitch. Mm-hmm. Hey, Condoleezza. You fairy. And look at that. It looks like she's got a uh, furrowed brow. She does. It's furrowed. Maybe she's just been brow. lying too much. What the hell is this? Oh, look at this. I just got... Oh, my God. You know how you get these ad faxes? Right. And usually I just toss them. I don't even look at them. Is this one for eyebrow waxing? This one is for the Guardian Angel Safety Patrol Toronto Chapter. Now, the, this uh, Sliwa, Curtis Slimy Sliwa uh -huh. guy came here a few weeks ago after they had, remember, the murder, uh, et cetera, in downtown? Yeah, yeah. All the shootings. And he stuck his nose in here, which they have no business being in Toronto. These guys ought to go back to New York where they came from. And the mayor, David Miller, told him, you got to, this was on a, like a Friday. He says, you got till Monday to get out of town. Get out of here. Get lost. We don't want you here. We don't want your help. We don't want you sticking your nose in here for publicity, which is all they're all about. And look at this. Volunteer orientation meeting Sunday, February 19th at the Brunswick House on Bloor Street, West Toronto. Uh, the Guardian Angels Toronto Chapter. Please come out and support your local community watch program. The people there don't want them here, okay? So you join them up? No, the Guardian Angels is a not-for-profit organization. To inquire, call yada yada in Burlington, Ontario. Get out of here, Curtis, you jackass. Get out of our face. Go back where you came from. Go back to the streets in New York where you belong, you right-wing jackass. Which he is, by the way. I don't know if you ever saw him on that uh, show he does. No, Real uh, right-wing. He makes the, what, what's the guy that Ima says on all the time? Bo Deedle. Bo, he makes Bo Deedle seem like a like Ted Kennedy. And he That's how far the like Curtis Slimeball. Hey, did you get the package yet from Boca Brian this week? Because he's been. Skipped. It's the downstairs right oh, now. Yeah. As a matter of fact, why should I go get it? Oh no, the Crash movie should be in there and starring Don Cheadle. No relation to Bo Deedle. Oh, Bo Deedle, the fifth Beetle, who is evil and an illiterate. He, he's, he's what everybody hates about New York. People who look like him, people who talk like him. That's what most of us can't stand about New York. There are a lot of nice people in New York. Unfortunately, we never see too many of them. Twelve, oh, and, and talk about sensitive. Oh, brother. The uh, Peacock, they had like uh, MSNBC had them do an apology. I, I read about it because I don't watch that crap anymore on the IMA show. Mm -hmm. Because they were making comments about bare-ass mountain. And the stuff that we say here every day. But MSNBC had them do an apology on the IMA show because, oh, give me a break. Okay? Just because there might be like, uh, you know... Two million fags come out and beat the crap out of Ima someday. It's a big deal. They'll get over it. They'll bitch slap him? No, when you're boozed up enough, you have no feelings anyway. I see. They throw those girly punches, you know, kind of with the sides of their right. fists. I got news for you, man. We got some macho guys in our crowd. Look at Norma Kent, for example. You when it right. comes to mattresses, there are a lot of gimmicks. The latest are sleep numbers, otherwise known as air mattresses. They're only warranted and full for two years. They squeak. They pop. They can lose their setting during the night, and they cost a fortune. So if you really want a high-quality brand-name mattress that'll last for years and years, and who in their right mind doesn't, then call my good friends at Dial a Mattress toll-free at 1-800-MATTRESS. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll get no runarounds, no showroom shenanigans, just factory direct prices on the best brands you know and trust and love. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you still choose from Florida's biggest inventory of Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, Bananas Foster, already for same-day delivery at prices lower than the so-called big-name chain stores, even during their supposed big sales. So do the smart thing like I've been doing for years. Call 1-800-MATTRESS. You have the bed you want delivered the date and time you want. A two-hour delivery that you pick. You pick the window, and they jump right through it, like noon to two, one to three, etc. Call today, 1-800-MATTRESS. You can be sleeping like a baby as soon as tonight or log on to their website. 
<laughs> at mattress.com. That's 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for stupendous savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Neil Rogers. God. Uh, Mr. Gonzalez, is it true that you, as White House counsel, wrote the memo which basically okays the use of non-traditional interrogation of combatants, uh, a.k.a. torture, to gather information? Uh, that is not correct, Senator. Uh, Mr. Gonzalez, would you like a minute to think about that answer? No, Senator. Uh, okay, one more time, Mr. Gonzalez. I never Now, before I release the dog, Mr. Gonzalez, may I suggest if you like your family jewels in one piece? Senator, I never... Okay, 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 I did it, I did it, I did it. Okay. There, now, wasn't that easy? No. Yes, let me guess, Okay, now, let's move on to your stand on Roe v. Wade. Can I have the jumper cables moved a little lower, please? Good. That is great. I love it. Oh. And very timely, too. Abu Ghraib. 1,039 votes on the uh, gay poll so far. That's like the May poll, the gay poll. Yeah. You know, can I tell you a little Todd Reck story? And Todd Reck, one of our sales holes, and one of the absolute, mostly unacceptable pieces of garbage that ever walked the face of the earth. This guy, now you know it because you witnessed this many times. You know, I'm, I'm not telling tales out of shul. He used to hide behind Scruan's purse strings, or apron strings, as the case may be. Skirt. Skirt. That's right. He used to hide behind her skirt. And if there was some account he wanted to coerce me into doing that he knew damn well I didn't want to do, what he would do is he would get Screwan to come into the studio before the right. show, and he would, like, hide. He would come in behind her. And, of course, he's about two feet tall, weighs 14 pounds, so it's very hard to see him. So it would, like, hide himself behind her skirt. And she would always ask, and for whatever reason, I have no idea why, but she just she would do it in such an unobtrusive way. I'd always say, okay, Screwan, sure, whatever. It was kind of like a joke, you know. Right. Because I could tolerate her, even as obnoxious as she was. I could tolerate her, but him, that's another story. And so now that she is long gone, let's congratulate Todd Reck on finding another pair of pantaloonies to hide behind. Okay, not a skirt this time, but he's hiding behind somebody's pantaloonies. Nice going, Todd. You've always got somebody there to like, uh, be the front man for your hijinks and lowjinks and BS. You're a jackass, and you make me want to vomit. But other than that, hell of a guy. Heck of a job, brownhound. 19 past 11 at QAM, Maureen Dowd writes. Well, not another Maureen Dowd column. It's got a short one, too. I don't want to like, get too ponderous reading my 4,000 things I got here today, but I will anyway. Don't you think it's a good idea? Well, what about all these calls? Oh, like this one. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Got one for the poll. Okay. Uh, watching figure skating, you know, with the Olympics and everything oh, going on. Amen. Amen. And wait, I got another one. Like Elvis Stoiko, yes. Well, you've got uh, vote Democrat on there, but don't you think you should have vote Republican? I mean, with Drudge and Melman and Condi. No. All right. Thought but, I'd throw it out there. No, but those are all gay. See, you got it confused. <laughs> okay. See Have a good one. Shooter slips on a silencer, Marine Dowd writes. Have you got that on there, by the way? We do Watching know. a figure skating? Yes, we do. I haven't watched any of the Olympics, and I'm proud to say I will not, you know. Oh, I, I, I never missed the curling. And myself. I don't give a damn what Hank says about the basketball and all the money it makes. And that, that's great. That's fine, you know. In the meantime, I still stand by what I say. It's a slap in the face, just like just like that. Slap in the face of the fans. Shut down the damn And the NBA doesn't do it during the season, but the NHL does. Shuts it down for two weeks so that the athletes can go over there and jeopardize their health and safety and maybe playing with the cracked foot like Chris Pronger, all this other stuff that's going on. Shame on you guys. Screw you. Take your hockey puck and take it back to Moose Jaw, eh? Shove them. Anyway, 
Who did this old guy think he was coming between Dick Cheney and his helpless prey? The luck of a 78-year-old Texas lawyer, Harry Whittington, is in intensive care after a heart attack with up to 200 pellets riddling his face and body, one stuck in his heart from Dick Cheney's designer, Parazzi Brescia Shotgun, and still his friend, the Vice President, is Swift BBing him. Remember Swift voting? He's Swift BBing yeah. him. Well, I had to explain that. I see. Not to you. Private citizens have been listed to blame the victim. Maybe poor Mr. Whittington put himself in the wrong place at the wrong time, but he was, after all, behind Vice, not in front of him. And the hunter pulling the trigger is supposed to make sure he's got a clear shot. Wouldn't it be, well, classy for a shooter to express just a bit of contrition and humility? Instead, the usual sliming has begun, with a Cheney camp trying to protect the vice president by casting a veteran hunter as Elmer Dudd. Scott McClellan told the White House press corps that Catherine Armstrong, a lobbyist with government ties who owns the Texas ranch and whose mother Ann was on a Halliburton board that hired Mr. Cheney as CEO, oh. pointed out that the protocol was not followed by Mr. Whittington when it came to notifying the others that he was there. As the story of the weekend's bizarre hunting accident is wrenched out of the White House, the picture isn't pretty. With American soldiers dying in Iraq, five deferment dick, I had other priorities in the 60s than military service Cheney, gets his macho kicks gunning down little birds and the occasional old man, while W rides his bike blissfully oblivious to any collateral damage. Don't forget to mention these are canned hunts that he engages in. Right. Shouldn't these guys work on weekends until we figure out how to fix Iraq, New Orleans, Medicare, and gas prices? Oh, canned hunts, they make a hell of a sauce. Not. This version of the most dangerous game neatly follows the four-step Bush-Cheney cycle. Step one, set out to pick off what you think is an easy target, like quail this time, or pen-raised and netted pheasant in the past, or a certain sanctioned caged Iraqi dictator. Step two, in the corrupt company of lobbyist contractor friends, botch things up. Ignore the peril at hand, as with O. Osama, Atora Bora, or Katrina, or the Iraq occupation, and with steely resolve, indulge your raging incompetence. Oops. Step three, stonewall. Resist giving Congress information about 9-11 or Katrina. Don't tell the public how you're tapping phones at home, setting up gulags abroad, and making war and energy policy in secret. Why give the taxpayers who are ponying up for these weekend hunting trips the extraordinary news that Vice shot his hunting companion in the face and chest? Scott McClellan knew before yesterday's White House briefing at noon that Mr. Whittington was worse, but didn't tell reporters. He left that to Corpus Christi doctors who spun the heart attack as an inflammatory response to a metallic foreign BB. Step 4. Admit no mistakes. Express sympathy. Blame the victim without leaving fingerprints by outsourcing the smear to the private sector. Trent Locke joked in a meeting yesterday that Mr. Cheney was now the shooter-in-chief, while other wags noted that quail was always a problem for the Bushes. That's with a capital Q, Dan. That's cute, yeah. Presidential staff members and lawmakers speculated yesterday about whether the shooter would resign and make room for Condi if Mr. Whittington did not survive. His death would trigger a more thorough police investigation and probably a grand jury. Are you crazy? One Republican senator told a reporter he'd never quit. Aaron Burr presided over the Senate after he killed Alexander Hamilton in a duel. The shooter-in-chief can't quit because he is the administration. Who'd even tell him to quit? If necessary, he'd probably make W take the fall. Despite efforts by Mr. McClellan to joke and urge reporters to get back to the uh, pressing priorities of the American people, the hunting debacle once more showed Mr. Cheney running the imperial show. He didn't talk to the sheriff for 14 hours. We even called a president to notify him after the 5.50 p.m. accident. Vice left that to Andy Carr, who called Mr. Bush at 7.30 to say that there had been a hunting accident without mentioning that Vice was the gunman. Soon after that, Mr. Rowe called Mr. Bush back with that little detail. A reporter surprised pressed Mr. McClellan. The vice president didn't call the president to tell him he was the shooter? Usually when there's a White House cover-up, the president's in on it. Cute. There's Maureen Dowd. Short and sweet today. You go, honey. So Clarence is leaving for two or three days to go to another silly basketball game up in Boston. Oh, boy. That's all going to change, though. You'll see. 
<laughs> oh. Uh, oh, God. It's, uh, the pain is so great. And you know what? I tried to tell you, and you won't listen to me. I've been around the block a couple more times than you have. Uh, about all I, your, all your uh, whipped-up well, enthusiasm. Listen, I, just because you guys don't speak the same language, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, that I'm wrong. But what does that mean? You keep, telling me these conversations. you keep telling me these conversations that you had. I go, uh-huh, and then you, uh, mean that you think that means something else. Oh, I see. I'm not even talking about that. I'm not okay. the one that, you're talking about farts. Oh, that, that oh, no. I'm talking about everything. Oh. And as far as that goes, well, that, all of that remains to be seen, too. What is the gayest thing a so-called straight guy can do? Kiss another guy, 198. Wear a thong at the beach, 143. Oh, oh kiss another guy just went to 200 even. That's a hundred. That's a hundred pair of guys kissing. We're a thong at the beach, one forty-three. Naked fraternity hazing, one twenty-eight. To me, I, I just can't even imagine anything more faggy than that. Other than, of course, this Abu Ghraib stuff. I think today would be a good day to play that uh, that hazing call that you took that one time. No. Okay. Guys with navel or tongue piercing, sixty. It's too long and it's ponderous, and it's got to do with hockey. Well, kind of. No, Wear short one. shorts, fifty-eight. Wear a uh, fanny pack, fag bag, forty-six. Get a manicure slash pedicure, 43. Hold a small dog while driving, 40, unless you're under 17. Listen to Neil Rogers, 38. Just wear a sweater around your neck or tie one around your neck. Tie one on, 37. Uh, highlight your hair, 34. Watch Bear Ass Mountain, 33. Ass slapping, 23. Vote Democrat, 21. Use body wash, 17. Wear pink shirts, 16. Wear thumb rings, uh, 15. Guys who like cats, 14. Guys who like musicals, 14. Watch soap operas, 12. Going to the gym, 9. Going to Michael Jackson concert, 9. Ride a scooter, a Vespa, 8. Guys who like Macaulay Culkin, 7. You ought to be sulking. Wear a ladies' watch, 7. Shaving your body hair, 6. Ride a tandem bike, 5. Wearing colored contact lenses, tinted, 3. Wear green on Thursday, 3. Don't do it tomorrow. I'm warning you right now. People be running around laughing their ass going you like that. You won't hear it, but they'll be doing it. Wear bracelets, three. Plucking your hair eyebrows, two. Cry at a movie, two. Buying carpenter CDs, one. And watch figure skating. Just went on there, none yet. 1097, by the bottom of the hour, we're going to have 1,100 votes. And then some. Aren't you impressed? Uh, medium impressed. I'm depressed. So the score and rounders. How did you see the one of them with uh, Edward Norton? I don't think I did. Oh. I'll tell you what you did do yesterday, though. You guys had some good food again from John the Baker. Yes, we did. Delicious goodies. Everything is fresh. I know John the Baker from because uh, he's almost as old as I am. He's been doing it in town for over 30 years now. Don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. Ever. In theaters now, when a stranger calls. Hi, this is Paul from the Pride Center. We have great news for you regarding the contest entry. You must be Jill. You were so thrilled to find a babysitter at the last minute. Hello? Uh, this is Rachel, and I'm calling regarding the entry form that you had uh, filled out. Keep on calling. You're safe inside that house. Why are you doing this? What do you want? Unfortunately, it's time again, but we have the solution. Stop calling me! Jill, it's the police. We traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. You hear me? It's coming from inside the house. When a stranger calls. You guys have actually won one of our top four major prizes. Don't do it. Save your money. Bear ass mountain and when a stranger calls. I just saved you like 12 bucks a piece. Oh, that's... 
What? No, no problem. That was a safe bet. I wasn't going to yeah. give you that. My, I'm not talking about you. Oh, I'm they just showed some of those pictures show. again. Oh, my God. Ass to ass, I think. That Where are you was. watching that? Uh, what channel am I on? MSNBC? Is it the No, MS? I'm on, uh, I'm on uh, Spanish TV, Gente V. They're having a uh, little news update there. Oh, not for me. Nice premiere, as they hey, say in they Texas, Slovakia. They weren't pixelating. In the greater Czech Republic, they say that Nice Pamir. Anyway, life is likely to have emerged in warm puddles of fresh water. Do you see this? No. Study pours cold water on Darwin's theory of life. Life is likely to have emerged in warm puddles of fresh water and not the piping hot volcanic springs that have often been proposed as its source, research is suggesting. Uh, so, in other words, you came out of a puddle of water. Yeah, I knew that. An experiment to recreate the conditions in which life began has revealed that the hot Hasidic clay-filled waters that had been proposed as prime candidates are probably incapable of mixing organic matter in the right way. So forget about that volcano, even though it does have certain Freudian overtones to it. Mm -hmm. The idea that the origin of life might be traced to ponds warmed by volcanic heat or around underwater hydrothermal vents was first put forward by Charles Darwin in a letter in 1871, and the theory became accepted as one of the most likely explanations. It suggested that a combination of organic compounds such as amino acids, acidic waters, rich in, that's Hasidic waters, rich in clay and heat, could have led to the formation of the complex molecules that kick-started life. I got news for you. We got plenty of people in that building ought to get kick-started right now. God. Well, wouldn't it be something if, if somebody could actually, like, stand up and be a man in that sales department as opposed to, like, always, ah, gee, it's like a little kid in school. Johnny's picking at me through spitballs. Stand up and beat Johnny, uh, beat the crap out of him, okay? Be a man. Right? Right. Since you're playing all these Godfather quotes, and by the way, don't uh, ever take sides against the family again. You can act like a man! Look out! Exactly. A team led by David Dreamer, a Deemer of the University of California at Santa Cruz, has put this hypothesis to the test by in, uh, hypothesis to the test by investigating volcanic springs of this sort in Kamchatka in Russia and Mount Lassen in California. He found that contrary to expectations, these springs were poor environments for the formation of these molecules. When organic material was added to the pools, the clay particles attached themselves to it and prevented the chemical reaction that could be important to the formation of life. The findings, which will be presented today at the Royal Society Conference in London, so I'm sure that's already been done, suggest that life is more likely to have emerged in shallow, cooler pools of fresh water. These would have been of neutral pH with less intense heat source, and the water would have evaporated frequently, concentrating organic material. It's about 140 years since Charles Darwin suggested that life may have begun in a warm little pond, Professor Deemer said. We're now testing Darwin's idea, but in hot little puddles associated with the volcanic regions of Kamchatka and Mount Lassen. The results are surprising and in some ways disappointing. It seems that hot, acidic waters containing clay do not provide the right conditions for chemicals to assemble themselves into pioneer organisms. We found that organic compounds such as amino acids and the bases of DNA, which are the building blocks for life, became strongly held to the surfaces of clay particles in the volcanic pools in Kamchatka. Phosphate, another essential ingredient for life, also became held to the surface of the clay. We saw the same thing in a boiling pool at Mount Lassen. I wonder if uh, Wayne and his wife had any bets in that boiling pool. In our experiments, the organic compounds became so strongly held to the clay particles that they could not undergo any further chemical reaction. In addition, when we introduced soap-like molecules into the pools, they didn't form a membranes which would require to form cells. So, they are warm puddles. Okay. And that's it. I'll take it. Have a few okay. puddles and make some babies in a warm puddle. That's, that's but, where life begins. It, by the way, something. Have we yes. uh, gotten a good series of pictures to post on the website with regards to this new story? 
Well, I um, have uh, passed along the link there to the story, and the story does contain the pictures, and I'm sure that if people will click on the link when they get to that story, okay. they'll find uh, the pictures. I was just wondering. I'll compare what we've got. To, is it the Ross story uh, story? No. Okay. I don't believe so. Well, what is it? Do we know? It's I don't the, think it's not there for today. It's the Ross story story. Uh, Boker Brian just sent me a link to it, and it's got a whole bunch of graphic pictures there. Well, how do you know that's the one that I got? I don't know. That's why I was asking. <laughs> oh, man. You really are in a porky mood today. You better get your tonsils out. I think I should. You're a little on the testy side. Well, who's going to bring me some antibiotics today since we don't have our connection? Nobody's going to bring you no pills. We don't got that uh, your boyfriend no more. My boyfriend? My close personal buddy. We don't got him no more. Call up uh, Roy Black. He probably knows Rush's phone number. Not those kind of pills. Yeah, he can get you Wilma. He can get you, like, some real good oxys and stuff. Oh, there's Drew Lieberman. I, in the, in the day. And Susan Collins was on just before. Why is it that there's so many whiners in uh, Connecticut and Maine? Thank God for Massachusetts, man, where you got them fire and brimstone guys like Ted Kennedy. Right? Our and, uh, John Kerry. Oh, I'm sorry. Nobody's perfect. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon singular wireless line. Thanks to Deb again. Wasn't it Deb that, uh, yeah, for tomorrow's um, poll? Oh, yeah. The best cartoon character of all time. I got a really good list. In fact, Eric's probably not too. Although, you, like you said, he can paste and cut and chew and... Yes, he can. And stuff. And regurgitate it. I think we got them all on there. Although, I don't think we got... What, what's what's that other cat? <laughs> Which other one? Which one do you have? Is it the cat or a duck? No, it's a, a duck. How the black duck? Not Daffy. Donald Duck. Daffy. Oh, is it Daffy Duck? Yeah. That's the duck. I don't think Daffy Duck is on this list. Well, Donald do Duck it. is on it. Well, just a minute. Let me take a puke at it. Oh, yeah, he's on there. Like I said, a Daffy Duck is on. And by the way, Dick Cheney's on after him. But, yeah, uh, I, you know, George mentioned that, and I, I think everybody knows that, but we ought to repeat it again. In fact, all, the, all these, like when he goes out duck hunting with the judge, mm -hmm. these are all what I call fish in the barrel shooting right. expeditions. You're not the only one that calls it that. Yeah, it, it's all contrived is what it is. Canned in other words, they, hunts. Right. These are canned hunting expeditions. It's kind of like you can't miss. No self-respecting child would engage in such. But a but thing. he's not self-respecting. If he had any self-respect, he wouldn't be the butcher of Washington. Okay? Why, why don't you go to the supermarket and shoot into the meat counter? Then? In addition to which, he's got a bulldog daughter, so he's got a lot of issues to deal with, and he's got to take out his frustration <laughs> on some little bird, you know, and on some old coot from a Texas. Right. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. I have a one for Neil's poll that should be number one. Okay. But it's uh, probably a little too late, but. I got the best one. Never too late. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, I'm listening. Drinking wine coolers, bro. Okay. Did you like that one? It's okay. That's number one. Know, I don't think Drinking they, wine do coolers. they even sell wine coolers anymore. Yeah, I guess. I, mean, I, I don't know. They were big know. for a while there. I think they went by the wayside. Shortened version of what I submitted for the record. That There's a Mickey Cheerdoff. Heck of a job, Mickey, oh, by the way. You're Skeletor. doing one heck of a job. That's your Rip Homeland rap. Security guy. Oh, boy. I feel so safe. Not being in the States. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I might have a good one for the poll. Maybe, maybe not. You never know. Last guy thought he had number one, but I don't think so. I'll show it to you. Um, two or more guys uh, with a girl. You know, something could ever happen. You know what I'm saying? Threesomes, yeah, three ways. A threesome, two guys or, or more with a girl. Yeah. And um, now, if, if you ever if you ever noticed, not not that we've ever seen any of those movies where that might be going on, but 
you'll yeah. notice that there are there are male parts that occasionally wind up uh, very in close proximity to each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. that's what, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Rubbing. Right. And, and, uh, well, and you know, I have um, if George needs any oxycon, I have the 40s and the 80s. Just rub it. <laughs> and, and, no man. And, and I, also I need some have, amoxicillin or something. You know? And I also have uh, morphine lollipops. This is, okay, uh, bring some of those over. We can all use those at QAM. Oh, yeah. You didn't hang up on him. Bring some of those over at QAM. We all can use the morphine. Quick blots in the needle. <laughs> we can all use a good shot of something. In fact, uh, Todd Drex, I'm thinking of a good shot for him. This Call up Dick Cheney. See, he's got some spare time, okay? This is 560 QAM. What's up with your guy from a sporker? Join the NRA. Shoot your gun today. Have yourself some down home Christian fun. All right. Blow your friends away. We'll back you all the way. Defending your right to own a gun. When you think of all the benefits you're getting, life will be sweeter when you pack your heater. I wonder whether they're going to have me doing some of those gun show spots live. Tomorrow, I heard they start. Now, what's this thing? Cheney's got a gun, and it's crossed down. It says girlfriend. Oh, this is from a smirking chimp, Jeff, uh, the ch which I don't want to go into him. I sent him money a couple of times. I uh, exchanged emails with this guy, and they, they won't put a link onto our show for love of no, money. That's okay. We still like their stories. I beg your pardon? Nevertheless, the story is interesting. You might oh, yeah. There, it's a great website. The story says, Sirius Radio's Alex Bennett. Just broke a rumor that the delay in reporting the news that Cheney shot an old man in the heart was due to an effort to hide or spin Cheney's female companion. Woo! Pamela Williford, ambassador to Switzerland and Liechtenstein, was part of the hunting excursion with Cheney and Whittington. And according to Williford's accountant, Cheney and the ambassador were side by each when the shooting of Whittington took place. The vice president's secret service detail had to decide what to do with Williford by way of perhaps covering up her relationship with Cheney and thus the delay in reporting the news. The rumor goes that Lynn Cheney isn't happy with Cheney's close relationship with Ms. Williford. Mm. How do you like that? Pamela Williford, ambassador to Switzerland and Liechtenstein. How do you like that? I wonder if she speaks Schweiz. She knows. Or I wonder if she knows Schwartz. Well, anyway, there you go. So there's the Alex Bennett star there. How do you like that? Wow, that, that's really something. And that's on uh, Sirius. I'm Serial. Remember Alice Bennett? Oh, I remember. I had to work the uh, Saturday shift with him. Did you? I did. And you're still here to tell about it? I tell you all about it. There's a different kind of a thing on Saturday. No audience, you know. Oh, no live studio really audience? Back. He played a lot of things. I remember one thing. If I had the ability to do I'd take you out here right now and kick your teeth in. What well, I feel about uh, Skeletor over here on C-SPAN. I beg your pardon? Chertoff. I did want to get to the core. These are in the transcript that's considered so questions. And these are in the transcript that's considered. He's in the transcript. He's almost as one. Well, I tell you, Jew Lieberman and Susan Collins uh, interrogating this guy is a wimp off. <laughs> man, oh man, all they need there is Todd Drack. Yeah. Man, with his little baby rattle and, and Mr. Cheswick. I want my cigarettes. Well, let me ask you this, Mickey. Who did mow for those poor bastards in the New Orleans, okay? 
Brownie Brown or Mickey Chertoff? Or Ray Inogginhead. Oh, I haven't played that yet today. Don't let me forget that. Oh, or uh, what's your name? Kat, Catherine, uh, Kathleen Blanco. Hey, or Mary Landrew. Wait till you hear this. Uh, everybody's talking about that awful, awful uh, bare-ass uh, mounting. Battle Creek, Michigan. You ever been in Battle Creek? No, but I had sex with a girl from Battle Creek. Well, there you go. That's kind of like being in was Battle Creek. Was it a Creek. battle? No, it was uh, easy. That's why they make uh, Kellogg's cereal, by the way. Yes, And this uh, Kellogg right. guy that invented uh, that, is, as you know. Remember I told you that I saw the whole story him on the biography channel a few right. months ago? I knew all about it. Crazier than a bed bug. Right. And the reason that he invented cereal was to keep people from, like, touching themselves. But at any rate, they started eating cereal. They, to work, yeah. In fact, they started touching it more. Uh, Battle Creek, <laughs> Michigan, a man who pleaded no contest to a sodomy charge involving a sheep, <laughs> says he should not have to register as a sex offender. Oh, unless, unless the sheep speak that language. Jeffrey S. Haynes said the state registry is intended to keep track of people who have committed crimes against humans. But Calhoun County, sir, oh, Calhoun County. I bet you didn't know I used to work at WMRR long off the year now. WMRR in Marshall, Michigan, and WALM in Albion, Michigan. No, I did not. But Marshall's in Calhoun County. Ooh. What a place. That's where Winchester's Restaurant was and may, may still be. Calhoun County Circuit Judge Conrad Sint told Haynes at his sentencing hearing that once he's released from prison, he must register with the Michigan State Police Public Sex Offender Registry. Haynes, 42, of Battle Creek, a crick, was sentenced Monday to two and a half years to 20 years in prison. He entered the plea in January. A no-contest plea is not an admission of guilt, but treated as such for sentencing purposes. Two and a half to 20 years in prison for having sex with a sheep? It's a little stiff sentence, well, isn't it? How old was the sheep? About 30, man. Tamara Towns, an assistant prosecutor for Calhoun County, argued that Haynes should be ordered to register as a sex offender because once out of prison he could prey on children or vulnerable adults. Or sheep. Haynes said he's not a violent person, would not assault children. The prosecutor is being really hard on me for what I did, he said, but I should not be treated as a child molester. A telephone call seeking comment was left Tuesday at the Marshall Office of Defense Attorney John B. Sullivan. Marshall, Michigan. I never thought I would see that name in print again. Oh, my God. The Marshall Redskins. You know, I used to do uh, Marshall Redskins football and basketball, no. high school football, basketball, and the Albion Wildcats. Wow. Oh, those were the days, man, when I write my autobiography. W-A-L-M in Albion, Michigan. Police said Haynes had, we had a guy that was the station manager there. His name was Art, what was his name? The big boss man was Wayne Wright. And we used to call his wife Alice Short Skirts. But anyway, Art uh, something or other, and he was, the only thing he ever used to do was walk around and say, fine business, fine business. That's all he said, fine business. Somebody just died on the street, Art, fine business. Police said Haynes had sex with a sheep at Bedford Township Farm on January 26, 2005. The animal's owner caught him on the property, and the sheep was found injured. Oh, maybe that's what happened to that sheep in bare-ass mounting. Looks like he got ripped wide open, man. Is that how they got started? Yeah. Right up there. Around. Haynes, oh, there's more to it. He has prior convictions for burglary, home invasion, uttering and publishing, and was on parole for burglary at the time of the sex crime. Uttering I think, and publishing? I think Todd Dreck ought to get time for uttering and publishing. You jackass. You, you spineless coward, man. Little wimp. <laughs> you got to help me on this. <laughs> God. Is there any life form lower? Even an amoeba I respect more than Todd Dreck. He makes Fat Boy look like... I'm trying to think of... Who, who do we like? Bill Clinton. Okay. Wow. That's a shot. Well, you know, he used to go out those uh, strip bars with you all the time. Bill Clinton, yeah. No, Fat Boy. Met before he threw you under the bus. Right. What is the gayest thing a so-called straight guy can do? we got 1,125 votes, man. The votes are pouring in here. 
Kiss another guy, 215. How's that on the cheek or uh, both cheeks? See, in Europe, they kiss on both cheeks, and the Arabs kiss on both cheeks, but very, like, firmly. I mean, in oh, fact, yeah. I'm not so sure the Arabs don't do it, like, three times, just yeah. to make sure they didn't miss the first cheek. I heard they kissed in between the cheeks. Is that what it is? I heard they also kiss. Rectum. And that's only the Saudis, though. Yeah. Kiss another guy, 215. And then, of course, if it's on the lips, well. Wear a thong at the, at the beach, 147. Can you sing a thong while you're wearing your thong? It makes it gayer. Naked fraternity hazing 139. Wear short shorts, those real short cutoffs. They can just about see your um, womanhood. 62. Guys with navel or tongue piercing. 62. I've always I've always been so amused at that expression, manhood. Your manhood. I mean, oh right. brother. Well, some some people live in a neighborhood. Yeah. And you know, like Wilton. And some people live in the, in the uh, little red riding hood, and then some people live in the old manhood. Wear a fanny pack or fag bag. 48. Get a manicure-slash-pedicure 47, like our own macho Kimba Bo Camper. He knows nobody's going to call him no fairy. Hold a small dog while driving, 42. Listen to the Neil Rogers Show, 41. All of you guys. You fairy. Wear a tie a sweater around your neck, 39. Watch bare-assed mounting, 38. Highlight your hair, 35. Little streak, little dabble, do you? Ass-slapping, 23. Now, that includes either with a hand or with a towel. I think right. that the towel is even more uh, fay. Or a ping-pong paddle or a cricket bat or any other uh, yeah. you know, device. Vote Democrat, 22. Use body wash, 19. Like musicals, 18. Especially if Liza Minnelli was in them. Wear thumb rings, 17. Wear pink shirts, eight, uh, 16. Guys who like cats, 15. Watch soap operas, 12. Going to the gym, 9. See, they're in denial on that. Guys, you show me a guy who goes to the gym. Yay. That's it. No questions. Oh, you're wrong. We go there to work out. Yeah, with each other. You're working it out all right. Going to Michael Jackson concert, nine. Shaving your body hair, eight. That, that to me, is such a just grotesque thing. Why, oh. Yeah. Oh, huh? I was going to say, unless you're a swimmer or a wrestler, but then I stopped myself because I, oh. I thought that through. <laughs> oh. Why be redundant? Right. Ride a scooter, a Vespa, eight. Wear a lady's watch, eight. Guys are like Macaulay Culkin, seven. I'm still sucking over that. I'm still licking my wounds from your uh, whatever day that was, Monday. Ride a tandem bike, five. Watching figure skating, four. That Elvis Doiko, he still can. Uh, oh, brother. I remember, was it was it the last, what Olympics was it? Was it 2002? I guess it must have been. Where they had that husband and wife team, Pelletier and whatever uh, his name was. I don't know. Huh? You, yes, you do. You don't remember them? And they made a bit. They were talking to them the other day about some crap. Oh, give me a break. So, Sorry. so fay. Sorry. Uh, plucking their eyebrows, three. Wearing, and, and again, we want to make, make maybe, maybe that's why Andy Rooney doesn't touch, you know, and maybe that's why Tip O'Neill left them bushy like that. I don't want anybody questioning their, how macho they are. Wearing colored or tinted contact lenses, three. Wear green on Thursday, three. Don't do it tomorrow. Watch you retire tomorrow. Trust me. Wear bracelets, three. A cry at a movie, only two. And Bond Carpenter CDs, only one. And you want to know why? Because all these guys out there, they like the Carpenters. They'll never admit it. I like Remember, we did a poll on that. Uh, what artist would you never admit you like? And the Carpenters always do very well on right. that. The bio was on last night, and they were both really messed up, man. They were messed up. But they were good. I'll, I'll say it. I'm a real well, gay. old yeah. fag, so I can say it. I admitted it. I liked a lot of their music. I mean, a lot of it was very morbid and depressing. Yeah. Emo like rainy days and Mondays, always. You know, I mean, she had she sang in such a low register. In fact, it was kind of amusing because after uh, Dick uh, went away for his uh, drug rehab, and she recorded a solo album, 
Do you remember hearing about this or not? Yes. And um, then they, they brought, uh, he came back and uh, the other uh, A&M people, and they listened to it and they said, oh, that, we're not going to release it. It's horrible. And she was like devastated. And he was explaining she was singing too high. Huh. And that a big part of her charm was that the low register she sang and that uh, with a full depth in a... Right. You know what I'm saying? She had some pipes, baby. She had the big pipes. Come yet. That's what I'm hearing. There you go. Poor Karen. Have a salami sandwich. Have a little watercress, honey. Come on. A little something. John the Baker will bring you something for your father, for your mother. Long ago. Oh, really depressing. But I, I don't care. I still like the comedies. You have to be sure. just in the right mood to listen to it. Right. Now, do you have do you have goodbye to love? Oh, not in the computer. You don't? How embarrassing is that? For all we know, it's hiding in a wall or somewhere. For all we know, it's up on the uh, up in the rack. It's probably mine too. It's probably one of my carpenter CDs. Yes, it is. I got a whole bunch of them. Right. Which makes right. me officially yeah, right after I'm proud of it. Come on, Karen, do it. Ooh, that that was that was about as tight as it gets, I would say. And look at the time. Oh, we're late. I'll find goodbye to love. Find goodbye to love. I just want to hear the guitar uh, thing at the end. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. And they they talked about that last night. The guitarist, he said. <laughs> hey, Karen, come on, let's go to lunch. This is Neil Rogers. This is five sixty QAM. This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <laughs> Hello, this is Albert Kaida from Taliban Records, inviting you American infidel to buy latest Cat Stevens collection. You know Muhammad is right. Take your head off your body. Got a machete with a real sharp blade. How I wish I had an American hostage. Make those infidels pay. Also including this classic. I was on the airplane. And suddenly was detained They're mad cause I converted And wear a towel on my head I'm being followed by an F-16 What do they want with me? The money from your purchase does not go to fund terrorism, really It's not time to get off the plane Just relax and take it easy You're just dumb, that's your fault wouldn't happen if I were a Jew. Find dark skin and a rag if you want a detainee. Another variation on the classic. I ask myself every day which American should pay. Tell me who would Muhammad slay. I'm cutting through the neck of a woman. She lifted her veil and exposed herself. So buy new Cat Stevens collection today for $19.95. Or you can pay with Visa, MasterCard, or weapons of mass destruction. 1204 at 560 WQM. So make sure that uh, Josh there gets that. In fact, actually make sure Eric gets it right now. He can stick it right on. What's that? That raw story uh, link? That's not the one I had. Okay, I will uh, forward it along and all that. Forward it to Eric. He can put it on there like right now so people don't have to wait so they can see all the... In fact, talk about raw. It doesn't right. get much rawer than that. Speaking all of raw, Abu Ghraib stuff. Might find this funny or not. So Maybe we can not. look for that song, that Carpenter song. We have six I'll Carpenters. Say goodbye. Right? Not an obscure song at all. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So we you have, have six, six Carpenter CDs and, and that solo album that you were talking about. Right. We have that too. Nothing, none of them have that. 
Well, to, I mean, it's not like going to be life and death if we don't hear it. I'm sure that most of our masculine audience out there will somehow get through the day no. without hearing Karen's dulcet tones and that great guitar riff there at the end. Down, down, down. Remember that? Yes, I do. Mm. Good stuff. Not that the song is kind of morbid and depressing. Let's just hear the they, end. They all are. Well, in other words, Boca Brian don't have it? Well, he might. He'd have to email it to me. A little chicken neck don't have it. Well, what do you mean you have to email it to? You could uh, handle that. It. Yeah. You could handle it. I can go on LimeWire, but I don't have There's old Mickey Chertoff. Closer to seven. Republican panel rips Katrina response. The response of government at all levels of her to Hurricane Katrina was dismal, poorly planned, and badly coordinated, showing that more than four years after the 9-11 terror attacks, America is still not ready for prime time, a House report concludes. We're not ready for prime time. It remains difficult to understand how government could respond so ineffectively to a disaster that was anticipated for years and for which specific dire warnings have been issued for days. The crisis was not only predictable, it was predicted, the committee said in the report. If 9-11 was a failure of imagination, then Katrina was a failure of initiative. It was a failure of leadership. The findings of the House Investigative Committee are striking because the panel consisted of 11 Republicans. The House Democrats boycotted the committee after pushing unsuccessfully for an independent probe. Uh, the panel took Homeland Security Mickey Chertoff to task for waiting until two days after the storm hit to activate a national response plan and for appointing uh, Brownie Mickey Brown, then director of FEMA, to lead the federal response, even though he wasn't trained to take on that responsibility. The report also said President Bush did not receive adequate advice and counsel from disaster officials. In other words, it was a disaster. The panel concluded that earlier presidential involvement might have resulted in a more effective response. It was an accident and a lot of people got hurt. The White House also failed to deconflict varying damage assessments and discounted information that ultimately proved to be accurate, the committee said. The report that runs more than 500 pages called a response to Katrina a national failure, an abdication of the most solemn obligation to provide for the common welfare at every level, individual, corporate, philanthropic, and governmental, we failed to meet the challenge that was Katrina. In this cautionary tale, all the little pigs built houses of straw, the report said. Isn't that cute? Yeah. All the little pigs... Mm -hmm. houses of straw. That's lovely. So you're gonna get Eric's gonna get that thing up on there. So everybody, hop on the website. You can see all those Abu gross pictures of all those poor bastards at Abu Garib. The latest stuff uh, from the Aussie from Raw Story. It's like I said, they get too much rawer than that. Well, speaking of the Democrats and how ballsy they are. In fact, where's that story about uh, that poor war hero uh, Hackett? Not Frank Hackett from Network. Paul Hackett. This goes to show you about your ballsy Democrat party again, okay? Mm -hmm. Bastards. With a shove from party leaders, Iraq War veteran Paul Hackett abruptly quit a key Senate race in Ohio and further exposed the disconnect between the Democratic establishment and Internet-fueled challengers. The political novice withdrew under intense pressure from party leaders in Washington, clearing the field for Representative Sherrod Brown, a 30-year veteran. About 30, man! Democratic politics with more than $2.5 million in the bank. Phil Singer... Spokesman of the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee said Hackett's decision to quit gives the party a better chance of beating two-term Senator GOP Senator Mike DeWine in November. Hackett drew his strongest support from Democratic activists outside Washington and Ohio who donated money and time via the Internet, including many who considered his military record an asset against DeWine. Hackett would probably have won this seat. David Neer, one of the three founders of the liberal website SwingStateProject.com, contended in a blog posted yesterday. It's much harder for me to envision the northeastern Ohio liberal Sherrod Brown breaking the 49% barrier, especially with DeWine moving to the center, he said. I like that. 
Not everyone in the world of blogs agrees, but there was plenty of anger and many threatened not to help Brown. Matt Stoller, a leading voice in the liberal blog, MyDD.com, who wasn't involved in the Ohio Senate race, said Hackett represented a failure by bloggers to compete. Establishment Democrats are still more powerful than we are by orders of magnitude, he wrote. While we can put tens of thousands into a race, they can dwarf that with millions, millions and millions of dollars. All obtained by hook and by crook. Kind of like what goes on at QAM. Boy, those stories that Clarence was beginning with this this morning were just, they were just amazing, you know what? Shocking. Hmm? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, All this chicanery and the crap that's been going on there, my the God. And this man wants people to sign a go-away card and kiss his ass on the way out the door? Jesus K. Christ. Man, there are people on death row for lesser crimes than Greg Reed committed against humanity at QAM while I was there anyway. And probably before, I'm sure. Long before. Here's the bad news, though. More bad news on top of that Paul Hackett guy. Congress appeared ready to launch an investigation into the Bush administration's warrantless domestic surveillance program last week. But, ah, there goes that big butt again, you know. Everywhere you look in life, things are looking real. I like this whole deal with us today. Everywhere you look, there's a big... But an all-out White House lobbying campaign has dramatically slowed the effort and may kill it, key Republican and Democratic sources say. The Senate Intelligence Committee is scheduled to vote on a Democratic-sponsored motion tomorrow to start an inquiry into the recently revealed program in which the NSA eavesdrops on undisclosed number of phone calls and emails, yada, yada, yada. Two committee Democrats said the panel, made up of eight Republicans and seven Democrats, was clearly leaning in favor of the motion last week. They were putting the motion in the basket, but now it's closely divided and possibly inclined against it after Karl Rove and the other White House uh, people came and threatened them with, like, to send them duck hunting with the vice president. That would do it for me. That would put me over the edge. Right. In fact, wasn't that the offer that was made to me this morning by Clarence about that deal, you know? Right. Either go along with this or you like get to go... Uh, right. uh, we'll shoot right. you in the eye. I see. Twelve minutes past noon at QAM. We got, let's see, what's on the agenda today? We haven't even looked yet. Oh, my goodness. Geldy. Oh, no wonder we haven't looked. Geldy at 2 and the revolving dough between 2 and 4. And Eric Reed at 3.30. We still have no idea why, you know? All night long, I was tossing and turning, wondering... <laughs> Is Eric Reed on every week? He's he's not even he's uh, not with the organization. He's just a, an announcer guy. I don't know. What well, we like guys who talk through her teeth. In fact, it makes Geldy sound more normal. Mad Dog four to seven. Hurricane Hotline at seven o'clock from Bernie Kosar Steakhouse. And uh, the Beast at Bernie's at nine. Eddie K at ten o'clock. Clarence is leaving us for a couple of days because he's got to go and do that U.M. Boston College basketball game tomorrow. So we have no program director. And then Muff sent me a, a email. Now he's got uh, nice doing. He's really doing it, man. You know, Muff, that's the same guy that uh, Clarence screwed over real bad, which I told him to his face this morning. Yeah, what about him? That Muff. Sent me an email about the uh, Herald, you know, this big thing they're doing, Kevin Baxter's writing for my 30th anniversary. Yeah. And I'm I'm not so sure I'm so happy anymore because they want to make a cover story on Tropic Life. Now, the last time they did this, many years ago, Mark, what that was the guy's name? He went to Washington, the, uh, oh, God, flunky writer. Scheinbaum. I can't think of his name right now. Anyway, they just did a hatchet job. It was a picture of me sitting by the phone, and they put all this glycerin in my eyes, and like the tears running down my eyes next to an empty phone, and they just ripped me an ad. Mark Fisher, that was his name. Oh. Rhymes with Swisher Sweets. Mark Fisher. Maybe Fisher could have written a better column. So, so you know, I don't think Kevin Brown, I mean, I, didn't, I don't know what they're going to make a big deal out of because I didn't talk to him long enough to write a big piece about it. Oh, you know, he'll, the you know, he'll make up the rest. I see. Like that Channel 10 story. What story is that? The one that they ran on uh, on you 
during the, like, I guess it was the 25th anniversary or whatever it was. Yeah. Where you told them all the whole kinds of things and they reported the opposite. Of oh, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, that was very good. Thanks, Diane Magnum. Yeah, you bitch. You nasty bitch. And, of I course, that cross-eyed her. Christy Krueger, there's a special place in hell for that bitch, too. Freddy Krueger? I hope he gets her. 1213 at QAM. Attention, men. Speaking of Duff. Attention, men. If you have a hair loss problem or if you're currently wearing a hair system, listen to this very closely. Charles Alfieri has been supplying and designing hair systems for showbiz people, politicians, and most importantly, you, uh, the everyday guy, for over 40 years now. Now, most people say they can always spot a hair system. Those are the bad ones. I mean, people laugh their ass off and just fall on the ground. Like when they look at Sam Donaldson, you've got to like, laugh like crazy. But how many good hair systems go unnoticed? You don't even know that they're really there. Charles Alfieri's hair systems are completely natural. They're designed with just the right amount of hair in the proper recessions. Run your hands through it. It looks and feels just like your own hair, like the real thing. And for just 99 bucks, Charlie will custom design a hair system for you. Try it for a couple of weeks. If you're happy with the way it looks and feels and smells, it's yours for just an additional 500 bucks. If people are pawing and clawing at you, naturally you want to keep it. And Charlie is so confident that you will be satisfied, he offers you the following guarantee. If you're not completely happy with your hair system, just return it, and Charlie will even give you back your original 99 bucks, so you have nothing to lose but that shiny, ugly, bald spot, an offer you can't refuse. Call Charlie today. Make an appointment to go see him at his office in Fort Lauderdale. He will sit your ass down and show you how much better and younger he can make you guys look again. It's like a major miracle right on your head. Call him toll-free, 1-800-321-2413. 1-800-321-2413, or get more info on the web at charlesalfieri.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Rumors say that Angelina's baby is a boy. Knowing her, I wonder if her breast milk will be soy. Lucky little baby boy nuzzled against the flesh. Earning miles while he flies from here to Bangladesh. The world is making such a major fall. <laughs> Top 20 at QAM. I'm not even sure we can say that. Can we say fetus? I want to know what we're talking about. There's a goodbye to love. There's that great uh, guitar work at the end. Thank you, Boca Ryan. Thanks, Boca. Chicken X. Edited it and everything. Boy, that's great. And they were talking about how uncarpenter-like that sounded. Just didn't sure. fit in with the rest of the music. But that's what was so schmaltzy, man. It uh, kicked ass. Ancient style. Rock. Yeah. 
So there you go, Karen Carpenter and uh, Fades into the Sunset. Richard, by the way, is still uh, he's still touring around the world. He's tinkering on the piano. He's playing the instrumental versions. Touring? He's a touring in Torino. Don't get me started on that crap again, okay? That's your illiterate American media trying to dumbing down of America. And there's Brian Williams. You know, I hate Brian Williams, and I watch him every night. He makes me sick. He's Why? such a jackass. He, he talks in a condescending way, you know? Yeah. Just like the story they had about chocolates on there last night. Did you see that at the end no. of the newscast about Turin and the chocolates? Like it's some kind of a major surprise. Man, yeah, I, got, I got news for you, okay? All you network people, you got too many Goyam working there now. They don't know anything. Get a couple of smart Jews on there. And that Dick Ebersaw... Brother, maybe you could have gotten in there playing with John John. You think so? Christ Almighty. And Catherine Harris, too. That would have been a good trifecta. Like Dick Cheney would say, three birds with one stone. Oliver. Yeah, get him in there, too, I'd <laughs> And Todd Dreck. I'm really, I don't, know what to, I don't know what word to describe it. I'm so, I feel like I've been had, you know? I feel used and abused, like I've been raped at it, like Mo. Well, you know, he's not around anymore. I guess now I'm the guy's going to get well, raped at it all the time. It's about time it got around to you. I feel like I've been let down, like I've been just led down the garden path. And it seems like this is happening all the time now with the new regime, you know? Oh, yeah, you're right. And uh, and then uh, total turnaround, you know, quick 360. Maybe you should choose a common language. No, no, you're, you're, you don't understand. I, I, I speak and read very clear English, okay? All right. Not so good on the Pani and the little Italiano. English I speak very, very clearly and very succinctly. You know me. I don't beat around the old bush. Shut her down. Listen. There you go. I have a different point of view. Well, good. Screw you. <laughs> Here's the story, no doubt, that the audience has been sitting on the edge of their seats wondering, when is that old faggot going to get around to this story? Oh, speaking of faggots, Tommy. You fairy. Not true. Those are the two operative words in the headline in this story, which everybody in the universe is on the edge, waiting. Here it is. Not true. That was Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes' response yesterday to a Valentine's Day report by Life and Style magazine claiming that the Hollywood superstar and his pregnant pair more have split up. Oh, my God. And there's a paragraph in this story that is so funny. It's just, it's just fabulous. It should be known that the story is 100% false. Arnold Robinson, a publicist for the couple, said in a statement, Mr. Cruz and Ms. Holmes are still engaged and are moving forward with their wedding plans as well as planning for the arrival of their child. It's just, it, 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 it's really reached the point of being sad, tragic, you know? The mm -hmm. herniatic efforts that poor Tommy continues making along with his PR people to convince the world, I'm straight, you got to believe me. Here's the paragraph you'll love. Mm -hmm. The February 27th issue of the magazine, which will be on newsstands this Friday, says in a cover story that the public pair plan to keep up the charade of their romance until after their baby's birth this spring. I want to read that paragraph again because it's just so true. The February 27th issue of the magazine, which will be on the newsstands this Friday, says in a cover story that the public pair plan to keep up the charade of their romance until after their baby's birth this spring. Holmes, 27, and Cruz, 43. There's a better chance that he's doing Sherlock Holmes than her. Holmes, 27, and Cruz, 43, have been engaged since June. They announced her pregnancy in October. Despite the malicious fallacies put forth by Life and Style magazine, the couple is looking forward to a long and happy life together as a family, Robinson said. A representative for the magazine said, We stand 100% behind our story. The story says this information comes from two unnamed friends of Cruz. Unnamed because obviously they don't want to go bird hunting with a VP or Tommy. Hey, Tommy. You fairy. How do you like that? I'm going to read it again. 
The February 27th issue of the magazine, it's called Life in Style, by the way, says in a cover story, the public pair plan to keep up the charade of their romance until after the baby's birth this spring. It's getting pretty crowded in there, isn't it, Tommy? Maybe that's R. Kelly doing all that shooting. <laughs> that is the best. I wonder how soon we're going to have all the naked pictures from Abu Gar- on our Red website. I bet you Eric's feverishly working on it right now. I think, think uh, Josh already posted him. If I'm not Josh mistaken. did. Well, uh, he's the yeah, one that does no. that. I'm going to do it. I don't see it. I'll be doing it. It's in progress. Very soon. Oh, you're going to be doing it. Is that a threat or a promise? Josh is going to be doing it. And be sure and click all the way down there. Just scroll all the way down where it says, How can 59,054,087 people be so dumb on the British Daily Mirror? I want that picture on there in perpetuity. By, switch, by using switchgrass. <laughs> he's using switchgrass. He must have seen that movie, you know? Yay. Or maybe he's listening to our poll today. Your president's using switchgrass. Oh, and speaking of that, Willie Nelson. Well, what a good segue, you know what? Leave it to W to do us a little talking, a little lead in there. Segway. You on your segue yet? Oh, yeah. Every day. Nashville, Tennessee. Country music outlaw Willie Nelson saying, Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. And my heroes have always been cowboys. More than 25 years ago, he released a very different sort of cowboy anthem yesterday on Valentine's Day. Cowboys are frequently, secretly fond of each other. Maybe the first gay cowboy song by a major recording artist. But it was written long before this year's Oscar-nominated Bear-Ass Mounting made cowboy, gay cowboys a hot topic. You fairy! Available exclusively through iTunes, the song features choppy Tex-Mex-style guitar runs and Nelson's deadpan delivery of lines like, What did you think all of them saddles and boots was about? And inside every cowboy, there's a lady who'd love to slip out. Where are they going to yeah. slip out from, I wonder? Rectum! The song, which debuted Tuesday on Howard Stern's satellite radio show, was written by Texas-born singer-songwriter Ned Sublette in 1981. Sublette said he wrote it during the urban cowboy craze. Always imagined Nelson singing it. Is that Willie Nelson or Rick Nelson? Someone passed a copy of the song to Willie back in the late 80s and recorded Nelson's record label, Lost Highway. He recorded it last year at his Pertinale studio in Texas. Nelson's appeared in several Western movies and sings, He was a friend of mine on the Broke-Ass Mountain soundtrack. He was a friend of mine. He was a bunk bud buddy. How do you like that? Sounds like a lot of bunk to me. Like, this is some big revelation to America that there actually could be Yay. cowboys out there in Texas and right. Oklahoma, Arizona. They got them all pointy, the states that pointy boots. Howard Dean's always screaming about. Who believe that government ought to be making the decisions... 27 past noon at 560 WQM, finally a TV experience like no other. Comcast Digital Cable on Demand is easy to use and has lots to love. And today you can try for just $34.99 a month for three months. Why is TV so much better with On Demand? For starters, you can watch a wide variety of movies and shows whenever you want. It's a revolutionary new way to enjoy TV. On Demand is a library of thousands of programs ready to start when you say so. With programming including free movies, kids shows, music videos, cooking shows, sports, home improvement shows, guitar lessons, and so much more, you'll always have something good to watch, and especially right when you want to watch it. And don't forget about control. With On Demand, you can start, stop, pause, rewind, and fast-forward programs using that remote. You can't get all this with satellite, that's for sure. With up to 250 channels plus On Demand, you can build your own TV schedule. Who could possibly ask for more? And best of all, On Demand is free with Comcast Digital Cable. So pick your showtime, sit back, and you wonder how you ever got along without it. Call today, order Comcast Digital Cable HBO with the power of On Demand for only $34.99 a month for three months. 
Call them today in Dade County. Call 305-COMCAST. And in Broward, Broward. 954-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Even though I'm as dead as dead can be, I'm glad that my life made a hit movie. No nomination for best pictures crap. I'm glad I'm in a long dirt nap. Capote and Brokeback Mountain are gay. Cowboys never did that back in my day. Good night and good luck was a total bore. Munich was long. It made me snore. Witherspoon played my June Carter Cash Better than Dylan or Cheeto and Crash Wish I had a chance with Reese in the sack Cause once you go black, you don't go back I'll be looking down from heaven that night Watching the awards on my satellites if Reese don't win, well, then the heavenly choir will help me bring a ring of fire. I'm dying over here. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. And I'm Mr. Riss. Wow, how's that for timing, huh? He did a real good Johnny Cash there, by the way. Yes, he did. Old Todd. Not Todd Dreck. Uh, and I'm a little bit confused. Of course, that's nothing new, especially the way things are going today. I'm very confused. Uh, this story is the lead story on our website right now. Australian TV station releases new Abu Ghraib torture photos. Okay. Which that is the story I had sent you. Now is that is that what we're putting on there? Did huh? you just put? Huh? Yeah, I put it on there. I mean, just now? Yeah. Well, you see, if if we're going to do that, then they're going to have to click on that, and then they're going to have to click the link to the article, and then they'll go right to the raw story, and then they'll see the pictures. See what I'm saying? I, I mean, they can do that, but then. It's yeah, like a three that's what you asked me to do, didn't you? No. We want the raw story on there. It, it is the raw story. Oh, okay. that, that is the story. But the point is that the pictures, if you want to see them, you have to make like two, three clicks or two clicks. In other words, uh, they're not going to do it. What I was thinking is we put it right smack dab right on there because most of our people are too lazy to do that. Oh, I see. Most, most people are too lazy to even pick their own nose. See what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. Why don't I do put it? the pictures up? I beg your pardon? Just the pictures. About a fifth of Americans think federal agents have listened in on their phone calls. They see an NUSA Today Gallup poll. You know what I'm going to do during the next break besides kill myself? I'm going downstairs. I'm getting the book of Brian Disk. Okay. During the next break. Well, it's a four-minute break. All right. I certainly can do that, can I? I think so, if you run. Yeah. Or at least no, I don't have to run. I can just waddle right on the elevator. Roll. And uh, do a little shake, rattle, and roll. Sing a little carpenter music. Or maybe I can just go find a wheel. I can do a little round and round the elevator. Because I, I just I need to clear my brains Rectum. and that too right now. I'm just I'm so agitated. There you go. Nice going, Perry. About a fifth of Americans think their agents, uh, federal agents, have listened on their phone calls. Twenty-one percent of the thousand adults who replied to the survey conducted last Thursday through Sunday last weekend said it was very likely or somewhat likely their conversations had been wiretapped. While 52% it wasn't likely at all. 24% it was not too likely. And then there was a couple of percent said, well, come see, come saw. 
The sampling error for the question was plus or minus mas o menos trace percentage points. Shortly after 9-11, President Bush, according to the poll, Americans appear to be split over the legality of the domestic eavesdropping program. About 49% of the residents said, respondents said the president had definitely or probably broken the law. 47% said he probably or definitely had not. And like 4% said, what are you, what should you be talking about? Well, there you go. A lot of paranoid people out there worried that somebody's tapping their phone conversations and opening up their mail and reading their emails and all of these things, okay? That's right. That's what those tapping sounds are. It ain't no Woody Woodpecker. I'll guarantee you that. How's that poll coming along? Not even paying no attention to it. Not pushing it. We already got like 1,240 votes. Well, over 1,300 again today. I'm pushing something else. Are you really? You better not because I'm uh, going down to get that envelope. I'm going down to give me that envelope, and then tonight I'm planning on winning that 14 million in the 649 lotto, and then you won't see me no more. They won't have me to push around no more. See, it's, it's, it's kind of demeaning, especially at this time. Not that I'm looking for anybody to kiss my ass, but with this 30th anniversary thing coming up, you'd think that at least there'd be a little bit of respect for the way I feel about certain things. And believe you me, I didn't beat around a bush on this one. I laid it right out there in the strongest possible terms in a two-part email and got a very specific, explicit response. And then, but I mean, but it's all, it's like, it's like those uh, schmata heads over there, man. They're doing their daily prayers and somebody pulls that magic carpet right out from underneath them. No wonder they're protesting. Yeah, that's right. Fall right on their uh, smelly ass. Terrible. Many more. Yeah, they don't want to do that no more. What is the gayest thing a so-called straight guy can do? Kiss another guy, 231. Especially squarely on the lips. A little tongue action. Wear a thong at the beach, 157. Naked fraternity hazing, 155. Wear short shorts, 69. Guys with navel or tongue piercing, 62. As a matter of fact, i got a good idea. I think what I will do is play that hazing story, and then I'll run on down in the break. Right, that, that was a good idea? The one I was talking about, but still, that's good, too. What do you mean? The, the frat guy call. That's the one that uh, oh, I was thinking of. The Which frat guy. I thought you talking about the rectum one. No, I know. No, the yeah. frat guy one's even better. You're right. A little bit shorter. Wear a uh, fanny pack or fag bag, 52. Get a manicure or pedicure, 50. Hold a small dog while driving, 48. Listen to Neil Rogers, 47. And don't come more faggy than that. Watch bare ass mounting, 42. Tie a sweater around your neck, 41. Or as Elvis said, wear my thing around your neck. Highlight your hair, 38. 38. This thing keeps jumping. Ass laughing, 27. Vote Democrat, 25. Use body wash, 22. Get with it already and stop with a baloney, please. Like musicals, 21. Wear thumb rings, 19. Guys who like cats, 16. Wear pink shirts, 16. Shaving your body hair, 14. Watch soap operas, 14. Go to Michael Jackson concert, 10. In Bahrain. Go to the gym, 9. Watching figure skating, 8. Guys who like Macaulay's Culkin, 8. Ride a scooter, a Vespa, 8. Wear a lady's little watch, 8. Little teeny tiny one. Ride a tandem bike, 5. Wear green on Thursday, 5. They're starting to catch on now. Uh, plucking their eyebrows, 4. Wearing tinted contact lenses, 4. Wearing bracelets, 3. Crying in a movie, 2. And buying a carpenter CD, only 1. Well, thank God they love our friends Karen and Richard, huh? Isn't that good? That is good. Now, let's see. This is called Fraternity uh, Guy Call. Here's All a right. mobile in Boca. Hello. Yeah, hi. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Well, you know, I wanted to talk... This is too long. For what? I thought you were going to play it after. It's five and a half minutes long. Yeah, that's great. And then the break, it'll be time for another break by the time I come back. No, I'm going to play the... Uh, I'll play that later. All right. How about the hockey hazing uh, story? I think that's even longer. Well, that's, no, it is not. It's three and a half, and it goes All like right. this. 
Just before his 16th birthday, he tried out for the Junior C team in Tilbury near Chatham, Ontario. Well, I grew up in Tilbury and I played all my minor hockey there. And, you know, I, I would have liked to play in my hometown. So it was, it was a good feeling. He made the team, the Tilbury Hawks, but he soon discovered that he couldn't be considered a real Hawk until he'd been through an initiation party. I can remember the coach saying that, well, he's going to get to know us better and, you know, we're going to have some fun. And, you know, it's, I thought it'd just be a good time. I'd get to know more of the players, more better, and, you know. You're, you're 15. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. What does a, a good time mean to a 15-year-old? Well, just to get around, you know, meet the players, you know, play cards or, you know, just stuff like that, watch TV or something. He said that they would they'd be staying there overnight because they they didn't want anybody driving home that was drinking. And I, you know, the, my kind of assumption about that was I thought I knew there were some older players there, and I kind of figured that's sort of what it was about. I didn't really give it a second thought. I know when I came home with my wife, we felt pretty good about it. You know, like it was a pretty reassuring meeting. It's my first experience ever drinking. Never Scott played. never had alcohol before, but his first few drinks would leave a lasting impression. They played this little uh, game of uh, the funnel game, I think it was, where, you know, they pour beers in and you'd have to funnel it down your throat. And I mean, after that, I was pretty, pretty much wasted. The party was here, the home of a prominent doctor who was one of the team owners. Scott was shocked by what went on, more so because there were adults present. Well, they brought two, two boys in at once and then made them strip, and then all the coaches and managers and that are there with the, a lot of the veteran players, and there are two beer cups lying in, uh, about probably 10, 10, 15 feet away from them, and they told us to do push-ups with our... Uh, General to go in the beer cup. The captain uh, took a marshmallow. I remember he had rubber gloves on, and uh, he'd insert it into the, the player's rectum. And the player would have to, well, squat over a cup and try and get it into that cup. And if the player missed, he'd have to eat it. Out in the room, there was like a, a bucket with a string attached to it hanging over a a chair with two hockey sticks in between, and uh, they'd make the rookie tie the string to his penis, and then all of, well, a lot of the coaches, veterans, and that, they'd all throw pucks in a pail. So, so the pail was hanging on the end of the string. Yeah. And they'd throw pucks in the pail. Yeah. A little weird. Yeah. <laughs> the worst part, like, what I saw was... Uh, the trainer there sitting on uh, one of the other rookies' face, and uh, that just is uh, disgusting. With nothing on it. With nothing on it. So this is Neil Rogers. Absolutely. This is 560 QAM. Neil Rogers. Janie's got a gun. 
the life of the rabbits, Fred Harry. Yep. You're like a young man again. <laughs> Say, uh, you know how to handle that thing? Of course. <laughs> and I tell you what, yeah. Uh, let's split up. And uh, <clears throat> you walk that way, and uh, <clears throat> uh, we'll surround the uh, Waskali Wabbits. Okay. <laughs> See that, Harry? I got one in sight. Waskali Wabbits. A bird. It's me, Harry. Whatever. Wait. You know, maybe Harry could get that uh, face transplant. What do you think? Well, he's, he can afford it. There you go. 1249 at QAM. So there's the a new book of Brian Disk. is in there. It's in the slide. And also, wow, what a pile of stuff he sent me. I gave him all this stuff. It must have been laying around down there because I see my handwriting on it. Jackie Wilson, Bobby Darren. Right, what? right. Those are the discs that he made for you that uh, right. I asked you about. That I left place. there. Right. And so I ain't never coming in that building again. It's a damn good thing. Uh, somebody little by little, up. anything interesting. Did he put Crash in there? Did he put Crash in there? I would have thought that'd be edited a little. Uh, thanks to whoever, uh, who is this, Chuck? Is that what that says? I don't know. Yeah, Chuck, that's MED CKLW and oh, okay. our air checks. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Duke Roberts. One old flock at the fair gate. Gladys Knight with the Motown stuff. In fact, Brian Mike better get, uh, he better get ready because there might be some good jingles on these. Look out there. Yeah, look out, my mind. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. The only good thing about today, it zipped along really fast. I don't know why, because I'm ready to kill somebody, but it zipped along really good and fast. You know, yeah, just like I'm going to zip out of here. And that's a good thing about going down there to get the discs. See, having it all dressed, put on my shoes. Just so I'm ready to hop up out of here at two o'clock and see Jews guys tomorrow. Hey, well, let me ask you, uh, do you want no. me to take off that story and just put up a link to the raw story? Well, let me ask you this. Is it possible to have both? Yes, sure. Well, then why would you want to take it off of there? Like I said, I, I just want a link. We'll do both. Okay. I, I just, I don't understand why this is such a project, you know? You just, you got the man scared. He wants to make sure that he's doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. I got somebody scared. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Clarence got you all upset, and now you're taking it out on poor Josh. Are you going to start with Clarence? You're going to start repeating those stories he was telling us before? Before the show this morning. A documentary. Well, I sure know how to shut you up. <laughs> what? Yeah. I know how to put your... your peeling <laughs> over over here. Yeah, exactly. Good. That's good. You just wait, man. Your day is coming when you oh, least expect I it. I know. A documentary wait. on the perils of runaway capitalism that spotlights Walmart screened at the Berlin Film Festival of this past weekend. And interest among European distributors and TV networks has been strong. The feature-length documentary focuses on working conditions at the U.S. retail giant and argues that the company treats its employees shabbily in pursuit of maximum profit. Absolutely. 
Walmart is the poster child for the worst in corporate behavior, U.S. Director Robert Greenwald said in an interview after his film, Walmart, the High Cost of Low Price, screened to a large and appreciative audience. But it is not only Walmart, it is these issues that affect all of us around the world, he be saying. Walmart, based in Bentonville, Arkansas, has criticized the film by saying it's not an accurate portrayal of the company. Let's be clear about Mr. Greenwald's intent. It is not to present a fair and accurate portrayal of Walmart, the retailer said in a statement last year. It's a propaganda video, pure and simple, designed to advance a narrow special interest agenda. Oh, it must be that homosexual agenda. Greenwald's film, which has sold 110,000 DVDs since November and has been shown in a limited theatrical release in the USA, was snapped quickly. Yeah. Is that something they did in the other room there? I'm going to go check that out, I guess. lean on a button? Probably. Hey, Neil, if you can hear us, we can't hear you. Check your buttons. In the meantime... store worker John Fanza and the firm film Greenwald reports that wages and property values fell when Walmart came to town. Images of boarded up shops accompanied by haunting Bruce Springsteen songs deliver a powerful message about the excesses of capitalism, one that scares many Europeans. Walmart is sucking down standards around the world. includes interviews with ex-Walmart managers and employees during <laughs> detailing poor treatment of staff. Like I said, you better watch it, mister. You're uh, cutting in and out for uh, what it's worth. What do you mean by that? Not only that, but apparently the audio going back to you is cutting in and out, too. No. Did you hear me say, hey, Neil, we can't hear you? So if No, I did not hear well, that. Well, I must have cut out. So. Oh, is that why you were playing the music? Exactly. No. Oh, I thought you were trying to We didn't to hear any of that one. story, for what it's worth. You didn't hear any of this story about the Walmart? Well, we heard the beginning of it. I, th- I think we're good now. I don't know what was going on. The line was dropping. Probably uh, Todd Dreck is back there stomping on the phone line in the back in the, uh, in the engineering room. Wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, he's probably potching around with crap. That, that's the kind of appreciation I get, okay, as opposed to even a thank you up yours, anything like that. No, uh, not nothing, just nothing. Don't darken my door again, Todd. I'm going to tell you that no matter whose purse strings or apron strings or uh, whose skirt you're hiding behind or pantaloonies, just do not darken my door again. You quizzling, you idiot, you... You fairy. Yeah. Because, after all, that's what WQM is all about. It used to be all about Greg, but now he's gone. All that shenanigans that was going on, that's all gone. At least, well, at least some of it. So now it's all about Todd. In fact, we're changing the call letters from WQM to WTOD. Todd Radio. Remember Pop Bobby Todd with a pimply bod? Seek out W. Zodiac Jackpot with $180 in it. Let's try and give it away. We just got through hearing Wilbur. I don't want to hear no Wilbur Harrison, okay? I mean, thanks for the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, the beat goes on. Two o'clock at the big eight. Six time rivers this year. One o'clock in Detroit. Are you ready to get down to it? I'm not so baby. It's rare earth. You want to celebrate a Saturday night? You stick around. Every day of the 
I absolutely want to puke. Oh, I agree with that. Wow. By the way, when's Defoe coming back? This is Neil Rogers. <laughs> Don't you just hate people that use snappy openers for their show segments like that one to two hour? Hi, this is Clay Aiken. Thank you for making my new single the number one song in America. Now, girls, listen. Yes, we all have our moments, our difficult times, when our little friend comes to visit. I know what you're thinking. Clay, is it true? Do you have menstrual cramps like us? Why, of course I do. And that's why the maker of America's favorite muscle relaxer and painkiller has asked me, America's favorite he-she, to endorse the all-new American Midol. American Midol. For those times you feel bloated, you're cramping, and you feel just downright bitchy. You know, when you're well, you're aching. <laughs> American Midol, endorsed by me, Clay Aiken, the guy-gal who finished second to that no-talent Ruben Stutter. And you know, I still can't believe you people voted him as your American Idol. I mean, I had no idea there were so many fat loser people out there who could operate a damn phone. I mean, why did all of you call from the pay phone at the all-you-can-eat buffet place? I mean, really, I had no idea what's going on. American Midol. For those times when life seems a little unfair, use only as directed. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Yeah, hi. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Well, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, this fraternity business that you mentioned. And I just wanted to ask, do you have any best friends and how long have you had those best friends for? Well, what does that mean? Well, it, it means... What does that have to do with this? It has to do Every, with... Everybody's with, uh, got best friends. I mean, okay, if they have any has, friends at all, sure. It has to do with the fraternity and, and uh, not necessarily taking showers or, or all the other hazing and whatnot that goes on, but it has to do Rectum. with hanging out with a bunch of guys. I, ha I, have two, with... I have two best friends. One is straight, one is gay. I've never had sex with either one of them. I've never seen either one of them naked, nor have any desire to do either one of the above. Okay, in the fraternity... Don't take showers with them. Don't snap the, towels in, at them. All right, in the fraternity house... We don't uh, socialize by taking showers together. If a guy takes a shower and the other guy's got to go to class, he goes in the shower as well. It's not a question of socializing in the shower. No, I'm, I'm not talking about socializing in the shower fraternities. We're talking about hazing and initiations okay, in fraternities me, and group I'll, sex. I'll tell you about hazing and initiation. When, you are, when, you, when, when you're in the age of adolescence, 18, 19, and you're trying to find yourself in college, whatever it may, college may be, fraternities lend itself to putting a bunch of guys that are like you. When I say like you, I mean they like the same interests. They play the Yay. same sports. They're a group of guys together that automatically, for some reason, I can't explain why, become your good friends for life. Now, when you have a good friend, and like I mentioned to you, when you have a best friend or mm -hmm. someone who's a good friend of yours, you share experiences with them. And part of becoming you mean sexual a best experiences? Friend, no. Well, it could be. It could be uh, two guys on a girl. Rectum. It could be two girls on, uh, on two guys. It could be... Uh, you know, uh, in the bathroom, four guys taking showers with four girls. The experience, sexual or not sexual, is irrelevant. No, no, it is not. It's not irrelevant at all. Of course it is. No, it is when not. You, when you're in a fraternity, your your goals are to make friends. Because and because you have friends, friend, sir. Because you have a best friend or a bunch of good friends okay. doesn't mean a that you take showers with them because you're going to be friends for a long time, and b certainly doesn't mean that you share sexual experiences with them I, or that you, you have group sex with them. Do you, do you, you know, some of the I belong to a health club. 
And in the health club that I belong to, it's, it's a completely heterosexual health club. Yeah. But the shower Gay. is a shower with uh, with six stalls on it. Now, do you think that I've become part of that health club so that I can work out with guys and then go take showers? I, I have no I idea. Yeah, well, no, you can but, answer that question. Okay. But that has, that has nothing to do. I'll, I'll I will, I will tell you this: there are plenty of guys who do, but that's beside All the right. point. That's beside the point. Me personally, I do not. That's a bastion of homosexual activity is in uh, health clubs. I do not go and join a fraternity. No, we, we believe you. Don't, don't sound okay. offensive. We believe you. Yeah. The point of a fraternity and communal yeah. showers and group sex and whatnot is not a question. What is the point of, of group sex? The point of a fraternity and hazing, and the point of becoming yeah, what is the point of hazing? Another, what is the point of making uh, well, other? What is the point of making the young kids get naked? I'll what is the I'll point? I'll tell of you. I'll tell you exactly Please. what it is. Uh -huh. I'll tell you. I'll give you a, a straightforward answer. Please, a straight when answer. You belong, when you belong to a fraternity, and I'll say it again, you belong to a bunch of guys that are going to be your friends for life, and part of so why why does that require okay, them getting well, naked for you? Let me finish. Part of the experience of having a best friend, whether it may be a best friend that you play soccer with or may, whether it may be a best friend that you go out drinking with, yeah. is you share, you share intimate moments. Now, not sexual, intimate moments? Not, not, not sexual. When I say intimate, I don't mean sexual. I mean intimate in the sense that you will not share that kind of experience with anybody else who's not your friend. For example, sir, you know something? Up, this sounds up. so faggy to me that even I'm embarrassed for you, sir. Well, you want to know? Sounds running, very faggy running, to me. Running through the beach naked with a bunch of guys, you never get a experience with anybody else, not even your wife or your kids or any other friends that you why would your you want to run? Why would you want to run through the question, beach naked with a bunch a, of guys? Why do you want to do that? You want to. Hold on. Hazing is not a question of you want to. You don't have a choice. Right. Because one Right. And when, why do you do. want to force these kids to be naked? Okay. Why do they always have to but take their clothes off, my, uh, my closet friend? On an everyday That hangs experience. out at the showers at the gym. Why don't you no. tell me the real story here, pal? On an everyday experience, people do not in a fraternity walk around naked, nor do they naked No, stop, stop up this game. Stop with the smoke screen. Stop with the steam in the steam bath, okay? Let's get you know back what? to the meat of the matter. Tell me why you want to see make these guys get naked. What I is that all about? What? It's a matter of respect. It's a matter respect of, for what? No, it's a matter of lack of respect for them of, by you. No, it's a matter of lack not. of respect. If no. I respect somebody, I'm not going to force I, them to uh, degrade themselves and embarrass and humiliate themselves well, in order to be part of my club. If you're going to be part of a particular group of friends and guys, who says that? Sir, I'm gonna, I want to tell you. I want to tell you this. I want to tell you this. Okay, without any more discussion, it's very simple. A child could tell you. If somebody demands that I get naked in order to be their friend, I'll pass. Okay. There's a good message for all you kids out there. If any other male. Your age, older, whatever age, if they demand that you take your clothes off and engage in some kind of naked hanky-panky in order to be a part of their club, in order to be your buddy, in order to be their pal, run like a bandit. Run like a son of a bitch. That's the best call I've ever had in my life. You're looking for glory holes. Amen. But I forgot to tell that guy one thing. You're fair. Yeah, yeah. well, <clears throat> I think wow. you made the point. 106 at 560 WQM. We got uh, Geldy at 2 o'clock this afternoon, and then uh, Eric Reed's on air with 3.30. <laughs> Jim Maddox at 4, and then the hurricane stuff. Eddie K at 10 o'clock. Take a little respite there between 7 and 10. Watch some good TV. Or watch some bad TV. Oh, speaking of your vice president, although we first better take some calls. 2 a.m., hello. Oh, uh, yeah, how you doing? Uh, this guy's never going to admit that he's a closet queen. Yeah, that's for damn sure. <laughs> Right. I don't know what to say. Just his greatest off. experience is running naked on the beach with his uh, fellow frat guys. <laughs> all right, they do it all the time. <laughs> all right, Neil, take it. Okay. 
Wow. I guess that guy's taking it any way he can. What? Easy, I heard. Oh. WQAM, hello. Good afternoon, Neil. This is yes, Jack. sir. Good How afternoon, sir. Uh, thank you for the fine entertainment. Listen, uh, last week or so you were on one of your polls. You had uh, somebody that killed the most something, something, and Bush was second. What was the uh, title of that, please? Uh, which which <laughs> Nazi did you like dislike the most? <laughs> okay, thank you, sir. You have a good day. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> what was the title of that thing? Oh, God, heaven help us. I, I'm like, my mind is just swimming, you know? It's kind of murky here. Although, kind of on the mild side, let's give another one in Toronto weather reports. Yeah. By the way, Duff, leave me alone already, will you, please? I already told him if that Herald story turns out to be another slice job by that Mark Fisher, then his ass is grass. He's a dead man. Oh, my, no wonder. You know what the temperature is here now? I don't know, 70. 45. Is that good or 40 bad? freaking, well, it's the 15th of February. What are you talking about? The normal high is like 28. Okay. It's 45. It's not like sunny raining. It's a little murky, but gee, it's it's warm enough. You could like toast marshmallows on my uh, rectum. That too. How do you like that? All right. Then. 40 freaking five. But there's no such thing as global warming. Just keep that in mind. I will. As a matter of fact, I was watching the weather last night, and they were showing that the I don't know any that much about meteorology. I mean, but uh, they were showing the the weather, the currents from west to east, the, uh, what do they call the thing? The, the jet um, stream? The jet stream. See, I know nothing. The jet stream is like from straight from west to east right now, which is one of the reasons that the Arctic air isn't like dipping down. Not to get too complex. Right. Call it Miss Norcross. But, and they're saying that the projection, now the rest of February has only got like two weeks to go, 13 days, it's a short month. And then like the projections from the beginning of March and thereafter show pretty much a similar pattern west to east, which doesn't allow the uh, cold Arctic air to like come zooming down. How do you like that? Okay. So we might just pass pretty much on winter this year here. Lucky you. Yeah, lucky us. Hey, global warming ain't all bad. No, that's true. And plus, by the time that everybody's drowning, I'll be dead anyway. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. Hey, I was calling in regards to that initiation thing you guys were going over. Yes. Uh, I mean, what will happen to all that old-fashioned, you know, beat somebody up or whatever, you know, that running around naked stuff? Yeah, that's hey. for pansies, man. Yeah, that is. That's like gay. The macho thing man. is to beat the crap out of these guys and make them bleed and uh, stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. Right. Maybe break a couple of bones or something. Put them exactly. in a cast for a couple tie of months. Make them respect you. Yeah, tie them down to the football poles or something and beat there them up the hockey sticks. That's it. Until they bleed to death. Hang them so. from the uprights until their brain <laughs> turns to jello. You got it. Exactly. Without that running around with underwear and all gay. that. Gay. Oh, man. Yeah. Without underwear. Gay. Exactly, exactly. Not fooling me. They're sure not fooling a Julio like you, man. <laughs> Never. Okay. All right, Neil. Have a good Ast one. Astake your meat. 5670560. They're not fooling him, and he ain't fooling oh, us all about it. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. That yes, guy sir. Was, that guy was too much, and you let him have it. He was that the is best. good radio. That was great radio. It was almost great as good radio. as good radio. You said it. All right. Conversations with the left bank and Keith on the Scott Regan show tonight, recorded backstage. Too much Scott Regan. Where's Dick Burton? Scotty Regan Affair at 704, WKNR Time. Got a little cold for you tonight, along with the music of things and Mighty Bowls. Yeah, good. Is there anybody else on here besides freaking Scott Regan already? What's this? 
ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Solid Gold Weekend. CKFW, the Motor City. All right. Nine o'clock at the Big Eight. It's Scott Regan. I know it, everybody. More Scott Regan. This guy's obsession with Scott Where's Jim Jeffries? Exactly. Where's Rodney the Rodent and J. Michael Wilson? Where's all the really great uh, DJs? Huh? Where's, uh, what's his name? You know, what's his name? What At any rate, I want to thank uh, Chuck again. This is a pretty, uh, and of course, the quality of it, too, is pretty Well, they probably recorded it out right off the radio, I would imagine. No, it didn't sound like he recorded it. Yeah, it does. It sounds like recorded through a strainer. Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of like the QAM signal, now that you mention it. I remember when I used to be uh, in radio. This is Neil Rogers. Introducing the QAM box office. Presented by Burger King. Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. Every Tuesday, the QAM box office will open for your chance to win tickets to upcoming South Florida events. Thank God. The QAM box office on Sports Radio 560. That's awesome, baby. QAM. Neil? God? Absolutely. But here, seen Jack Abramoff in his orange jumpsuit and fedora. He screwed a lot of people, but thieves sometimes get caught. I got it variety, he'll come. Anybody here see good Christian Dobson? There'll be more around her come. He's not convicted yet, but should be for he's done. Taking a shower with his son. Neighbors and lies is what the White House is paid for. For us Christians who know what's best for you and me. Abram on that day. He was in some deep in other words, duty anybody here. You know, I'm looking, and Josh did a fine job here. You put a nice uh, convenient link, you just click it there, and you go right to the uh, Ross Durrell and Pictures. From um, Abu Ghraib. However, uh, I'll notice that the um, whoever put these in here, or probably the Australian paper, or whoever released them, because you really don't know where they originally put in the, the blackouts yeah, or the yeah. privates. Well, they, they evidently weren't looking too carefully, because the second picture from the bottom, where they're having like a, uh, a pile of Iraqis there, they're like all piled <laughs> on. Um, now, I could be just could be just my imagination, and I certainly am not looking to see that, believe me, especially not from them. But it looks to me like there are a couple of digits 
See what I'm saying? I'm looking. Yeah. I'm scrolling. Look, yeah, you don't have to look too closely. I think it'll pop right out at you. Oh, take a, yeah. A couple of things that they missed there. I guess oh, they figured that maybe some are, of these guys had... Those are feet. No. No, no. Two of them are feet, but the one on the bottom middle, that ain't a foot. I mean, it might be <laughs> it might be 12 inches, but it ain't a foot. That's That's my point. <laughs> At any rate, there you go. And, of course, that will probably stimulate a lot of these closet queens to uh, get Maybe on some uh, frat guys can get Yeah. Them. Maybe all that guy was running naked on the beach with his buddies there. The whole fraternity is probably checking those pictures Maybe that's out. all this is, is a fraternity initiation. Uh, that could be it. So there you go. That's your, uh, well, you know, if they want to get democracy, certainly being part of a fraternity is a big part of that. And then after a few, they get old, they can join the Elks and the, uh, you know, American Legion and the VFW. And they can go drink uh, a lot of booze and play cards. Shoot, sit around with him, right? silly ass hats on. That's just a wonderful thing. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon. You know, I'm starting to wonder who the real barbarians are. You know, they never killed any of us, them Iraqis. They never killed right. nobody over here. They never uh, took any American. Uh, you know, and right. uh, did all these things, all of these, all of these things. Right. I'm just starting to wonder. Mm -hmm. WQAM. Hello. Neil, did you see the picture of this broad Cheney was with? No, I haven't honey? seen her. Where do we where do we find that? Uh, Huffington Post has it. Do they? I, I use the word broad advisedly. Yeah. Um, I mean, she looks like a tranny to me. Uh -huh. I mean, Monica is ten times more doable than this broad. Wow, it, that it, says it all. There, I guess there were actually two. There's a couple stories on the Huffington Post, but uh, I guess there were two women on this uh, little excursion. Um, but the one who was supposedly with Cheney at the time, the other one right. was in the car. Mm -hmm. like some oh, she was just standing like, by just in case she was needed, right? Yeah, well, check out the picture, and uh, we'll do it before, uh, before you eat lunch. I'm on it right now. Okay, thanks, Pally. All right, man. Okay, tensions flare in White House over Cheney shooting. The Huffington Post, there's the big headline. I'm looking, I'm looking. Uh, let's see, probably got to click on that story, wouldn't you think? Okay, I'm clicking oh, on it. I can't find it, but... Uh, what, Huffington Post? No, I can find the Huffington Post. I'm just looking for that picture. No, I don't see it. I see the article about the guy with a heart attack. That's yet. That's old news, man. That's yesterday's news. Let me take a puke at it. Whittington's daughter didn't know if her father was being taken to the hospital or the morgue. <laughs> that's kind of cute. I don't see it. Do you? No. We needed more information from that guy. Yeah, I don't see it at all. Maybe it was yesterday on the Huffington Post. And anyway, I'm sure inquiring minds out there will scour and uh, come up come up with a picture of this uh, bitch. I mean, this uh, fine lady. So that it kind of sounds like uh, elements of Chappaquiddick all over again, you know. I mean, what would be the other reason why they want to cover it up? I mean, it's embarrassing, but no crap happens. Because it's your business, nosy. Why accident. Do you, why do you hate America? Right, it's an accident. But nevertheless, if he's there uh, with some broad that's not his wife, on these hunting trips, which is probably most likely. You know, it's like uh, Prince Philip in right. England, who's got some bimbo in every port, so they say. And then even when he comes back to England, the queen can't get him out right. of his bed. He's just a horny old coot. Horny old Nazi, I guess. Five, six, seven. Although, I guess, I don't know. He, he's not really one of them, is he? Uh, not, not that we really care about them, but he, he's not, no. He's not one of the Battenbergs. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pom boy, there's another scandal brewing, man. There's a big scandal coming uh, with uh, your vice president, and it's, uh, there may be some shooting going on, but it wasn't just with the gun. WQAM, hello. Yeah, good afternoon, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. I got a 
I got one for today's poll. But I have two oh. more, but you don't have to put it. I, I said, what about that guy who was a man crush? You know, like how Mad Dog and Curtis always talk about man crush? Yeah, yeah. like Tom Brady, yeah. Right. Or a guy who was gay porn. Mm-hmm. Or a, a guy with clear nail polish. And I, I, and about that phone call earlier, I'm glad that phone call is made because I know my son is listening. And son, if you ever come home and tell me you are going in a fraternity, I'm going to kick your thin ass. Excellent. Thank Good you. job, Pally. Okay. Okay. I'm going to send him bird hunting, bird uh, dogging. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you doing? Okay. Listen, uh, Neil, I've come to the conclusion that we absolutely don't want, we can't handle the truth. When I see the way this story's being spun, I mean, it's obvious that people, they want a fairy tale. I mean, if you had joked last week that Cheney or Bush could shoot somebody and nobody would care, we'd have laughed at you. It's true. Cheney yeah. shot somebody, nobody cares. And then they say that this, this pellet traveled to the guy's heart and gave him a mild heart attack. I think, I think like, Arlen, wait a minute, I think Arlen Specter is working on a deal where he's going to, it's the same magic bullet that went through Kennedy and John Connolly in 63. Right, that's like saying the bullet that killed Kennedy traveled to his brain. After all, it was in Texas, you know. It's unbelievable. I think they're all drunk and having a Yahoo old time, and they're trying to cover it up. Amen. You got it. Bye-bye. I see him impeach their ass right now, okay? That's what I say. Although it looks to me like them soldiers are over there having just a really uh, Gay. old time, you know? Yeah, well, those are... Yeah, you look at that good. stuff, and it's just so sick, and just it's just... Uh, and I, I just can't imagine why the world hates America like yeah, poison no, anymore, can you? It just, it just boggles I, my I mind. I can't imagine how straight people would concoct uh, such scenarios. I see. And, of course, in the military, it's that don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, so I, guess, yeah. I guess not too many people are asking no more. Well, they don't and have to tell. And, of course, there's your, your girlfriend there. Lindy. Lindy. Right. Well, Lindy England. How's she doing? She looked awfully butch to me all over. I guess she was just doing everybody. You know, she yeah, kind of right. like equal opportunity uh, slut. She was spreading it around. Did she have my baby yet? Kind of spreading it around, like we used to have uh, in certain parts of our building there. You know what I mean? 26 after 1 at QAM. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Absolutely want to puke. Hi, this is Ali David, broadcasting live from the Olympics here in Torino on the wide world of the doors. Joining me here, the illustratious uh, Al Franken. Yeah, yes, uh, I'll be interjecting a delightful mixture of humorous comments and music. The, uh, the uh, Canasta finalists are uh, lining up for the duty duration competition. Whoever gets done first and washes their hands uh, wins a medal. Pretty exciting stuff over here, uh, Torino. Huh? Oh, I, uh once had a Ford Torino. Uh, that fat and portly fellow is out already. Yes. I stand before you now and give that guy a number two. Or is it I uh, sit down for number one? I can never remember. Uh, now we go from the loo to the loo. Oh, yeah, you get it, St. Lou. Now, what we have here, from the uh, left to the right of your radio screen, is a bunch of men uh, sliding up the snow on top of each other. Uh, yes, uh, how unexciting this is to watch. Not like my show. Oh, what do you mean? Uh, 
This is very exciting. <laughs> Come on, I'm getting a check for this. Uh, as I said, this is so exciting. I, I think we should join in. Here comes the curtain. We're approaching the wreck. All right, that's enough. Where's the wreck? I'll use you to cushion my fall. I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> One thirty-two, twenty-eight till two at QAM. Wait till you hear this story from Golden Township, Michigan. Oh, like a lot of weird stuff happening in Michigan. Before you do that, I want to thank David and Lynn for uh, giving us very detailed instructions how to find that story with a picture of that woman. And you I'm, find it? Yeah, and I sent you a link to it, and I sent a link to Josh to put on the site. Oh, great! Uh, it looks like Fred McMurray. Well, he wasn't that bad looking for an old guy. For a guy, yeah. For an Just old guy. to watch Canine Mutiny again, okay? He was right. kind of a coward too. Spineless yellow coward. Kind of fits right in there with the uh, well, cheese. Yeah. So uh, there's a picture of this uh, guy, I mean woman. Oh, just wait. Good. Well, in other words, i got to see it I'll, during the break, I guess. Well, this story is uh, muy importante, man. See, no, Golden no, Town- go along. I just wanted to get that out there. Golden Township, Michigan. <laughs> you better watch it, mister. A man was shot and injured when his hunting partner mistook his elbow for a squirrel, authorities said. You see, you keep picking on a poor vice president. There's a lot of people out there with bad eyesight. Michigan State Police said George Arthur Sikenga, not Heisinga, Sikenga, 64, of Muskegon, was wounded Sunday morning in Golden Township in Michigan's west central lower peninsula. Sikenga was wearing camouflage clothing except for an orange hat, which he had covered with a hood after sitting down behind a tree. The Muskegon Chronicle says his clothed elbow was all that was visible of him when his friend Gregory Scott Wood approached from behind the tree. He saw that orange thing, but a bang, there you go, and fired his weapon, which the Ludington Daily News described as a 17 caliber rifle. Sikanga was transported to a local hospital where he was treated and released. Police are investigating the shooting. Like that. All right. His left elbow was uh, uh, sticking out. 17 caliber. Yeah. Like Tell you one thing, boy. A lot of people looking at them pictures on our website. I could barely get on that damn thing. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, you uh, you emailed me that thing. You didn't want to fax me the picture. It probably wouldn't be as good. Well, no, it image. wouldn't. It's a colored picture. It's a very nice. Oh, it's uh, in full color, no picture. less. Just wow. Open up the link and uh, she'll be I'll right open, there. I'll at open you. it up wide. <laughs> Army accepts crime and recruits. Ready for this? That's how desperate they are to find anybody stupid enough to enlist right now. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's like suicidal would be good. Sure. Struggling to boost its ranks in wartime, the Army has sharply increased the number of recruits who would normally be barred because of criminal misconduct or booze and illegal drug problems, once again raising concerns that the Army is lowering its standards to make its recruiting goals. This is in the Baltimore Sun. Well, that ought to improve the situation in the prisons over there. Right. Oh, yeah, they should have a really good time over there now. Last year, almost one in six Army recruits had a problem in their background that would have disqualified them from military service. In order to accept them, the Army granted specific exceptions known as recruiting waivers. Well, those are the people at the recruiting station. Everybody goes by, they wave, like, like with a limperist. Mm-hmm. Recruits with medical problems made up the largest single category of those given waivers. However, the largest increase was among recruits with a history of either criminal conduct or drug and booze problems, according to data provided by the Army. You like that? Mm-hmm. 
Despite the increase in the proportion of those accepted with problems in their background, in spite of all of that, the Army still failed to meet its recruiting target. 7,000 recruits short last year. Well, there you go, John. Instead of worrying about Bob Vermouth and this one and that one, all the other, in, you know, internecine stuff going on there. No, just I'm go on, Just go on down and sign up, baby. Then I'll right have to wear green on Thursday. In fact, you could be right up there on top of that pile. Maybe, <laughs> Duff would like to that Maybe Duff would like to volunteer. Look kind of like right up his alley to me. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and singular wireless line. What a hoot! WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Is this QAM? This is us. You got uh, it. I just wanted to make a comment to Neil. Go right ahead. You're speaking to him. Oh, hey, yeah. Did anybody notice that that caller sounded a little bit like Ira Wenderman? <laughs> now that you mention it, and and you notice we don't hear Ira no more. We got Pat Rowdy in his place. And uh, don't you think that when Penn would love to run naked on the beach with the Miami Heat? Wouldn't surprise me, especially with yeah. Just just a comment. I heard that Ira's favorite song was "Hang Down Your Head, Tom Dooley." I could be wrong about that. Yeah, that one picture, boy, they sure missed something pretty obvious. I mean, it kind of like popped right out at me. You know, when I looked at it. Even you noticed it. Uh huh. I mean, unless the guy, now it's possible the guy's got three feet. It's possible, but not although, likely. Although I looked at it a couple of times, so it looks like one foot to me. Right. Actually, more like okay. half, half a foot. Okay, calm down. Restrain yourself. It's hard. Yeah. If you start messing with me. What is the uh, gayest thing a so-called straight guy can do? We got how many votes? A lot of votes. 1,300 and almost 1,400 during the show, baby. Not that we didn't have a head start. I think we're going to have a head start with the cartoons. Eric's probably working feverishly on that with three pages of stuff I've asked him. He's probably not too happy with me. Cartoons? What? We got cartoons. I mean, with the cartoon characters. Oh, oh it's, it's oh, already got thing. it on there. Yeah. All right. This man is unbelievable. He is just shocking. Even while ailing. Yeah. Feel better, Eric. Feel this. What is the gayest thing a so-called straight guy can do? Kiss another guy? 265. Wear a thong at the beach, 174. You know, I, I just got to check one more time because I'm just in shock at what's going on here. I mean, maybe that's not that significant to you. I'll leave. Yeah, it's still it's 45, and it's only like 1.30 hmm. in the afternoon. If it's 45 now, it may get like close to 50 by the time we're through with this. What do you know? How do you like that? Kiss another guy, 265. Wear a thong on the beach, 174. Naked fraternity hazing, 174. Wear short shorts, 75. Guys with navel or tongue piercing, 66. Wear a fanny pack or ba uh, a fag bag, 55. Listen to Neil Rogers, 53, no question. Get a manicure or pedicure, 53. Hold a small dog while driving, 51. Tie a sweater around the neck, 48. Watch Bear Ass Mountain, 45. Highlight your hair, 42, with just a few streaks. Vote Democrat, 28. Ass slapping, 27. Like musicals, 24. Use body wash, 23. Shaving your body hair, 20. Wear thumb rings, 20. Guys who like cats, 19. Wear pink shirt, 17. Watch soap operas, 14. Watching figure skating, 11. Going to Michael Jackson concert, 11. Going to the gym, 10. Plucking their eyebrows and yawn like Andy Rooney needs to do. Boys who like uh, guys who, <laughs> who like Macaulay Culkin, 9. Ride a scooter of Ethba, 9. Wear a lady's watch, 9. Wearing colored contact lenses, tinted, 6. Ride a tandem bike, 5. Wear green on Thursday, 5. 
wear bracelets three, cry at a movie two, and buying a carpenter CD, Solamente Uno. Karen is so proud. This and so is, is Neil this. Rogers. This is 562 QAM. Absolutely. Gonzalez, is it true that you, as White House counsel, wrote the memo which basically okays the use of non-traditional interrogation of combatants, a.k.a. torture, to gather information? Oh, that is not correct, Senator. Uh, Mr. Gonzalez, would you like a minute to think about that answer? No, Senator. Uh, I okay, yeah. one more time, Mr. <laughs> Gonzalez. I never now, before I release the dog, Mr. Gonzalez, may I suggest that if you like your family jewels in one piece... Senator, I never... Okay, 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 I did it, I did it, I did it. Okay. okay. There, now, wasn't that easy? No. Yes, Timmy, yes, Timmy, yes. Okay, now, let's move on to your stand on Roe v. Wade. Can I have the jumper cables moved a little lower, please? Thank you. I had to get them both in. They're both so good. Um, right. Now, if you emailed me something, it must be off in the etheric somewhere because it never came through oh, no. my email. Huh? Have you still got that Huffington Post page handy? No. I can go I can go right to it. All right. All right, let me go to it, and I'll do it. I'll oh, got Cheney to break silence interview tonight at 6 o'clock. Guess what network he's going to be on? Fox. There you go. Okay, the Huffington Post. Let me go to that uh, home page. Tensions flare in White House. Yeah, right, I just uh, grab the uh, slider bar at the bottom and slide it over to the right. The slider bar at the bottom of where? Of the, the page. In other words, the, uh, the story is actually on the right side. You know that collage picture that they have over there, right at the yeah. top of the Cheney shooting? Right. If you look to the right of that, there's the picture of Fred McMurray. And you can click on... Oh, that's it. Yeah, you can click on that picture and it'll blow up big. Oh, I know that. Oh, my God. Yeah, baby. That's a guy. In fact, if you put your hand over the uh, hair, over that hair piece... Yeah, I mean, that's a nice chiseled chin wow. there. Sirius's radio's Alex Bennett just broke a rumor, this is what we had before, that the delay in reporting the news that Cheney shot an old man in the heart was due to an effort to hide or spin Cheney's female companion. Oh, my God. Pamela Wilfern, shown on the right. Mias. Well, what do you expect him to be doing, some uh, hot chick? He's the Veep. I absolutely do. Ambassador to Switzerland, yeah, and, well... 
And yes, Lichtenstein was part of the hunting. Well, this is exactly what we had before. Right, but without the picture. And according to Williford's account, Cheney and the ambassador were side by side, or as they say here, side by each, when the uh, shooting of uh, Whittington took place. Maybe he was a little bit distracted, huh? Well, Maybe he was getting ready to shoot that rifle, and she uh, reached over and put her hand on his piece and like, shoved, you know, shoved it off to the side. Maybe he was trying to shoot her in the face. I didn't think I was really going to have to hit that today, but I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 1405. Well, he would have done a public service if he would have done that. You just, you know, just all over the place today. And I think I, think I know why. A lot of pressure. Okay, can I uh, read this piece? Okay. Change, see, because you think you're, you think that I don't speak the right language. You don't speak the right language, Mister. Let me tell you that right now. You're deluding yourself. You're in la la land. All right. You have been. Uh, you're just too easy. You know, people okay. think you're a hardened uh, old spick. You're just too easy, man. You've just been worn down. Vice President Dick Cheney planned to break his silence today in his first televised interview about the Texas hunt, hunting accident, in which he shot a 78-year-old lawyer. I wonder if Fox News is going to ask him, who was that nasty-looking old chick with you, huh? Huh? I doubt it. Cheney was to appear on Fox News Channel at 6 p.m. He hasn't spoke publicly about the accident Saturday, and a lot of people are getting pretty P.O.'d about that. I'm going to have a nice slice of provolone cheese here mm, before I, I head out to um, Woodbine. Whittington was in stable condition today after suffering a mild heart attack. We know that. And that was the magic bullet again. It cut off that stretcher at Parkland Hospital in Dallas and traveled all the way down into Corpus Christi, and it just zapped its way into poor Whittington's heart. That's what our inspector said. But today he's sitting up in a chair eating regular food and planning to do some attorney work in his hospital room right after they removed that big 85-foot-long cube. Critics said the Bush administration have called for more of an explanation from Cheney about the accident when the vice president was aiming at quail on a ranch in South Texas. Danny evidently moved out of the way. The interview was scheduled for 2 p.m., and Fox said experts, uh, excerpts would be, oh, I see. In other words, it's one of those tape deals. I see. And then he'll look at it, and he'll have all of his goons look at it, and then anything that should be, that's right. And that's, that's about it. I thought it was a long story, but there ain't much to it. So that's her, huh? Now, we better yeah. put a link to that on there, too, boy. Our website's going to be just all loaded with all kinds of crap. I'll leave that already up to you it along. All right. I don't want to have Eric come. He already had like 400 cartoon characters to put on there, which he did already. Shockingly. WQAM, hello. Neil? Yes, ma'am. Hi, Neil. You have to check out this movie called Lord of War. Have you heard of it? Never heard of it. I would have never seen a movie with Nicolas Cage either, but, Neil, it is so awesome. It's got great one-liners throughout the movie, and it tells you what countries do with their stockpile of weapons when the war is over. I mean, I guarantee you're going to love this movie. What are you doing later? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll I'll pay you. I wish we could see it together. You're going to pay me to watch it, huh? What is it called? Lord of the what? Lord of War. Have you seen it, George? No. Oh, my God, you guys got to see it. Trust I'll me just, on this one. I'll just pretend Nicholas Cage is new, okay? Okay, okay. Okay, thanks. Love you, Neil. See, see ya. Bye. Wow. I totally don't, don't see you liking that movie. I've got some slot machines to uh, uh, pay. I beg your pardon? I said, I totally don't see you liking that movie. You oh, you've seen it? it? I haven't seen it, but I, it's about a guy who sells guns to people. Oh, really? Is Dick Cheney in it? <laughs> oh, no. Maybe he could play the Penguin if we ever do, like, uh, Batman Part 5 now. I can see him with the, one of those uh, cigarette yeah. holders there. Ever see him and Burgess right. Meredith together? No. The only sad part of it is Burgess Meredith ain't with us no more. 
In fact, you notice in that uh, Gonzalez thing, he said, I'm going to ask you one more time. You notice that? Don't, 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 I don't believe that. I think we started a trend from coast to coast and pillar to post. And I'm not going to, uh, I think, well, we'll save the cartoon thing because, you know, I mean, I'll put it on like tonight when I come back from a feeding all in machines, man. But I just, uh, you know, because I think we got them all on there, then we can add some more tomorrow, right? Yes, what what about Little Orphan Annie? Was that a cartoon or just a comic strip? I don't recall. It would have been before my time anyway. No, no. The, the top cartoon characters or cartoon characters. Oh, okay. I mean, it can comic be comic strip. strip. It can be like huh? Mary Worth. Mary, how much is Mary Worth? Eight bucks. About 30, man. About as much as this uh, guy that uh, Cheney was doing. This is Neil Maybe Rogers. Maybe he runs in the family. Maybe that's where the old like daughter got Hey, Dick, you ferrets. Oh, at 560 WQAM. A fighting soldier told a lie. I've never been between his thighs. I don't care. What he might claim, I've never done a green beret. I hate to sound so cliche, I've never gone the back door way. Let me say, men are good buffet, but I've never done. A green beret. You, you fairy. Yes, Clay Aiken, too, I am. And I've never touched a military man's ham. Though I've used my trouser snake, I've never done a green beret. I swear I've never done. A green beret. All right. Don't worry about green tomorrow, by the way. Good, good idea. So R.J. Eskow writes, did you see this story in the Huffington Post speaking of that? Which one? I read a couple. Cheney's Chappaquiddick 2, The Real Story Emerges. I was looking at it, yeah. The real story is emerging already. If you're willing to do a little digging, Cheney and Whittington went hunting with two women, not their wives. There was some drinking. Whittington wound up shot. I don't have time to read the whole thing. I already uh, sent it along. Uh, Catherine Armstrong, she was the broad in the car. She said she saw Cheney's security detail running toward the scene. The first thing that crossed my mind was he had a heart problem, she told the AP, meaning of Cheney, of course. In other words, she didn't see the accident. All of her statements replete with colorful sidebars about getting peppered pretty good. You have the false impression she was an eyewitness. She was not. And Dr. David Blanchard, who made light of Whittington's injuries, come to find out he's um, vice chairperson of World Hope International, a Christian evangelical aid group. So Cheney was drink. Was Cheney drinking? Was there anything inappropriate about the hunting parties? Uh, a lot of good stuff in here. Okay, dun, 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 as the beat goes on. Delvey's coming up next. Uh, strap yourselves in. Bye bye bye. <laughs>